just closer than me. Oh, you just did. Damn it, I did it again. I was going to make a comment, though, about you getting in trouble if you keep that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. Mm-hmm. I can handle. I can handle myself. <laughs> uh. I'm happy. I'm happy as a fucking clam in clam juice. I'm off for four days this week. Hell yeah! Nice. Yeah, little four day weekend. I try to do some work last night. I was trying to do everything that I could before today. I had some uh, I had some wall mounts I had to stick on my wall to put these two HD TVs on. Mm-hmm. But what I used to have is I have two uh, like TV stands. They're I mean they're they're kind of big, maybe like maybe like three feet long each. And then I've got a table on top of that. And on top of the tables, I had like like lazy Susan-esque swivel things, I guess you'd say. And I had long pieces of, of wood on top of that that the TVs would sit on because they're so fucking long. Mm-hmm. And the way that most HD TVs have their bases, they're like the either they have legs or like some type of like elongated base and they're either long or the the separation for the anyway, I had this fucking swivel system set up for these two TVs. I think both of them are 65. I think I think one may be 55 and one 65. I don't know. But now, since wall mounts are so fucking advanced today, I bought two, uh, they're like swivel mounts. They're completely fucking like full motion. You can, they extend out from the wall like 20 inches. Right. And then you can swivel them left, right. You can tilt them down if you need to. You can fucking maneuver them at all kind of angles. They're like very omnidirectional. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, little bit easier for, uh, for movement and shit when I'm turning the TVs around. The installation was actually pretty, fairly easy. Uh, once you had all the tools together. Yeah, they've always made me nervous. Yeah, I just wait for you know TV to fall off the wall type thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you as long as you do your research and make sure you get them underneath the the uh, the boundaries, the the weight limits and shit, mm-hmm. they should be fine. Like I think these two, the 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 funny thing was is I I I was shopping for something like nothing electronic related at uh, a local base exchange that I was at, and I just happened to be walking through the electronics department. I was like. Ah, thinking about putting some wall mounts up on the <laughs> wall and put these TVs on them. And the so the the things that you have to look out for is w- will it hold your TV, which most of them will. I mean, this is pretty much a standard thing that HD TVs for for years now have had like they've had screw holes in the back. Right. You know, so you can you can and the mounts come with a way to configure almost any HD TV. So you're you're pretty well okay no matter what TV you get. It's the weight you're looking for. It's the weight and the size of the TV. Uh, I think these that I bought were, they were like 110 inches, which I have no fucking <laughs> way I'd have that big of a TV. Even I wouldn't have it that big. And 120 pounds supported. And I think both of these TVs, I think one's 85 and one's 75 or 70 something. Anyway, 
So I'm looking at the specifications. I'm looking at all the ones that are available at this basically brick and mortar store. And I found the one of the six that they had that would match my TVs. And they were both a hundred bucks a piece. And I was like, oh man, shit, that's a lot of mm-hmm. for one. I'm no, I'm that fucking into mounting these things from the wall. Let me do what I always do. Go home and go on Amazon to see what I can find. Man, I found these for fucking $35 a piece. <laughs> and the exchange is supposed to be cheap. Yeah, it is. It is. Granted, it's, you know, it's name brand. It's, it's, there's all kind of factors into it. Maybe there were, maybe there were more movement options. I don't know. But th- this is a trend for me now. And these days, I'm sure we've had the talks about Amazon before, but. It's it's very rare today, Chris, for me to go to a brick and mortar store unless it's groceries or something that I absolutely need or want right fucking now. Uh, that's for anything. It's it's for video games, for electronic devices, for home necessity items. I have a variety of places around here that I can go to buy these things, but. If I go online, I can shop. My wife and I both can shop for exactly what we need and come very fucking close to what is like the perfect item, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas when we go brick and mortar, it's well worth the mercy of what they have. Yeah. I've been trying to steer away from buying games in stores lately, but I still I still like going to a local game store and having a physical copy with me most of my p uh, every single pc game i own of course is going to be through steam but right all my console games even though there are options to buy them on say the playstation store online or xbox live i still prefer to go buy the game and have it on my shelf yeah i've had a couple games where i actually buy you know physical copy pre-order and all that but then for one reason or another i'll just end up buying the digital copy anyway yeah. Just because it's easier. Yeah. And that that was a subject that I wrestled with a long time ago, probably a decade or so ago, whenever this was uh, coming up to a big thing was, you know, games going online, being available online, download download only, etc. How do you feel about it? And I, I feel like I'm directly in the middle, man. You know, I, I don't feel like I sway more one way or the other. I like having a physical copy of, of a game in my hand. I just I, I don't really know why. I guess it's because I've always I've grown up in that era where I've had the game, you know, I've pulled it out of the box or the C D case. I've had it. I've got a I still have a DVD case that has seven thousand fucking spaces in it, so if I'm gonna spend that money I'm gonna use it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Even even with the convenience of it. I still enjoy having the actual game in my hand. And that's really about as far as that goes. And I would prefer to have that if it's a console game. However, on the download side, man, the fucking ability to just download the shit to your console and and just have it available to just click, click, you got it. I love that. that yeah. That's also great. My gripe back in the past, my big scare when that shit really started coming to a head was... Uh, and this is before the whole Xbox One debacle, was uh, their games are going to a media where the only way you can access them is online. Now that's 
that I don't agree with. Yeah. The fact the fact that I can have a console and download the game from their whatever pr- proprietary store, download it onto my hard drive, and it stays there. Number one, I'm at I'm 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 at two I'm at I'm at the mercy of two things. One, I'm at the mercy of the size of the hard drive, and two, I'm at the mercy of the longevity and lifespan of that hard drive. Mm-hmm. But even then, I mean. I feel at the end of the day, specifically for consoles, if I have to, if, I mean, if I can, I would prefer to get the game because if I get the game, there's the hard drive space goes out the window. Like it doesn't matter. I've got the game there, and the hard drive longevity. If that hard drive dies, it's okay. I've still got. And I mean, even that's not even a big argument either because you have proof of purchase through the store. So if your hard drive dies or you delete that game and for storage space, you just go back and download it again. Sure, it'll take time, but yeah, and most it wasn't. Go ahead. Most games now also have some sort of download you have to do when you put it in. Now, if right. if you're offline, you may not experience that, but like over uh, this not this past weekend, but a couple weekends ago, we put in. Uh, WWE 2K18, and it's about 40-something gigs. And we put the disc in, and the disc was only, I want to say, like 27 gigs of that or something like that. So at the same time, it was installing, and it installed from the disc. It wasn't just going to play from the disc. It installed from the disc what it had on there, and at the same time, queued up the download and was downloading at the same time as installing from the disc. Yep. So I still end up with this 40-some-odd gig game on the hard drive, even though we technically had a physical copy. Yeah, and you ha- and you had to have it because it works off of it. It pulls off the data, and the DLC goes right. to that, so it pulls off of that, too. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you're still going to have something on your hard drive. Yeah. That, eh, that kind of worries me a little bit, but my, my old, our first PlayStation 4 in this house was a 500 gig. And it only took me maybe six to seven games to where I'm having to start managing data. And that kind of bugs me. I've got a terabyte in my newest PlayStation 4, so hopefully that won't be as big of a problem. But, I mean, that that is the, that's the downside to all that shit, is if you're strictly working off a hard drive, you have hard drive space to work with. But yeah, as you said, that you're gonna have hard drive space even if you don't, because a lot of these games make you download shit anyway. <sighs> what a troubled time we <laughs> live. Yep. This is what pushes people to. This is where I would think the first area of casual people modding their PlayStations. I, you know what? I, I don't even know if you can. Can you swap hard drives in a PlayStation Four? Um, I don't know. I know you I've can do an external. I'm pretty sure you can. Oh yeah, an external. Didn't, didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty much plug and play on consoles now. I mean, uh, PS4 yeah. and Xbox One in particular. Uh, to just load up external hard drive anytime you want. Now to reformat it to the proprietary format, at least the Xbox One will or did. Yeah. I don't know if it still does that, but it used to. Yeah. Hopefully this one terabyte for me will be just fine. I mean that it'll be fine for a while anyway. 
why a library goes grows big enough. Exclusivity, man, I'm telling you. Exclusivity yeah. is what's gonna keep me on these consoles. And that's the so. uh that's the big thing on the PS4 too, is it has more of them, so you're more likely to yeah. need that space. Considerably more, yeah. I remember I was talking about this, I think it was last episode. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to the end of time. I am Michael. And I'm Chris. Chris, what did you do this pat? What, 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 uh, what? Gotta, gotta follow tradition. Do we have any well actually from last week? Nope. No, I don't believe we did either. I think we, I think we got into the habit of trying to do fact checking during the episodes now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what? That's, th- I, I kind of want to shout out to other podcasts, ones that will probably never even hear of us, like Two Best Friends and, uh, giant bomb and all the, the, a lot of the main ones that I listen to. If you have a computer in front of you, or a phone in front of you, or a laptop in front of you, and you want to fact check yourself in the episode, provided that you can still provide the content in the episode, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Why, I feel like that's a stigma with a lot of podcasters. They're like, oh, we don't, we don't want to fact check. We don't want to fact check into it. We don't want to fact check. Why, we don't want to draw people to think that we're typing up and drawing attention. And yet, if you watch the, like Giant Bomb, they've got laptops in front of them as they're talking, usually to take notes and to keep their own episodes on track. But I, I don't care if I if you say something retarded and then you go research and go, oh, I was wrong. As long <laughs> as somebody else is still talking and it's not a hold up, nobody talk. Let me terp type this up, and then two minutes later, you go, oh, I've got it. That I mean, yeah. yeah. So, so we gave you another episode of perfection, and we we you know you're welcome, guys and gals. <laughs> Chris, what'd you do this week, bro? So before I get really into my week, just wanted to point out I've now been in half the episodes, half the That's uh, right. yep. That's right. The new millennia is finally flipping <laughs> over. I now have uh, seniority. Over Adam. <laughs> Are you, uh, so you're, you're, you're going to be around for what, six more episodes? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you're saying, well, now, now it's time. We got to get, a, I got to get a new host. Now. Oh. You're out the door, man. I got to, I got to rotate you guys. <laughs> Yeah, and again, it's actually funny you bring this up because I've I've talked to Adam. I talk to Adam all the time. We we damn near work together. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody is actually genuinely curious about his state of affairs, I mean, he's doing a little bit better. He's he's things are going better for him. But as far as podcast specific, uh, I've proffered to him many times, man. If you want to come on as a guest, or if you just want to come back on, period, man. I, I would love to have like four to five people in this episode on this podcast. Again, Giant Bomb does it with like fucking 12 and they rotate anywhere from three to five or six per episode. Uh, Two Best Friends has been doing it for three with three to four forever. So it's not like it. it's always going to or has to be a two man show here, folks. If we can get more people on here, provided they pass, say, uh, the acid test with me and Chris, of course. <laughs> Uh, we we don't just let fucking just anybody be a host on the show. You can be a guest all day, but you know you gotta you gotta know your shit as good as we do. We provide perfect podcasts here, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But uh, yeah, man, congratulations! I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're here. Well, so now for you that you've been on the uh, only by circumstance halfway point and are over the hump, you like it? You enjoying doing this shit, man? Yeah, I mean it's fun. It uh, you know, it's it's tough sometimes when you get into the older stuff where I was, you know, a wee little lad, and I don't remember anything about it. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, as we progress and get further into the years and all that, it, it's not quite as much, you know, it's not as difficult to, uh, handle. Yeah. yeah. I was actually thinking about that today and actually some of this week as we were, as I was doing my research for today's topic, which mm-hmm. we'll get into later, but yeah, I, if you had to put a year or uh, like a range of years, when would you say that your gaming like experience and library will would start opening up? Like, are you thinking like late nineties, maybe early two thousands? I'm 2000s? I'm thinking mainly like ninety five to ninety seven. That time frame gotcha. is probably when things will pick up, and ninety seven especially. I believe that's uh, when Final Fantasy seven came out. Uh huh. And around that time, a little bit beforehand, is really when I got into gaming. That I that I remember. I have played games since I was like four, but I don't yeah. remember any of that. So pretty much right now, it's just a Michael show and you're just here for fun. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine, man. The, the further we move down the track, the more input you'll have, the better shit's going to be. It's gonna be better. It's it's gonna provide a lot more content for me and you specifically because you'll have more input. You'll be you'll be debating more and offering. You'll have you'll probably offer games I don't even fucking know about. I'll offer games you don't know about. Love shit like that, man. <laughs> I love I love when two different people come together and just talk about their experiences in gaming. It just blows my mind. The, the different walks of life, and yet games are always steady. And people are like, "Yeah, I played this shit. That there's a whole fucking series you didn't even know about." Yeah. Or I played a whole series that you you heard about but didn't get to play. So cool, man. It's gonna be good shit. It's gonna be good shit. Congratulations on so how many episodes total have you been in now? This will be the seventeenth. 16th. 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 Yeah, 17th. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I came on episode 15. Actually, this will be the 18th. Right? Yeah. Well, I had to go back and look, man. Don't give me a line. Because <laughs> I, know, I know Adam and I did have one tangent episode in there, but it was still a numbered episode. So that always throws me off. Like, this, this is episode... Uh, this is 33 by number... Tangent this is didn't have a number. Right, right, right. It would be 34 counting the tangent and not counting any of the pre-episodes. Right. The pilots. Right. You know, speaking of that, just, just a, uh, another off-topic thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to try my best for us to always keep the numbered thing going because, holy shit, uh, Giant Bomb has somewhere over uh, 500 something episodes total to date. Somewhere over that, but that's not that's not even accurate. We're talking like over 600 and something because they did they had episodes that were like four or five six at a time. Like if they did it, if they did like uh, their Game of the Year shows, 
well, there was five, six, seven episodes in one area. So mm-hmm. they might have counted it as one, but it was a bunch of them at a time. Right. And so on and so forth. I, because I'm fucking OCD and very particular, well, not OCD, but I'm very particular about the way that I pot- I name things like the videos that I download or uh, podcast episodes that I have. I have to keep shit numbered. I have to keep it numbered specifically, like the way it was done. And I, man, it must have took me half a day, if not a full day, of numbering and like not categorizing, just numbering Giant Bombs episodes. <laughs> and the more research I did, I had found several people that have already done this before. Several people have already had their own list made and have submitted these lists to Giant Bomb. And they've been like, yeah, we, look, we're, we're over 500 something. We don't know. We just don't fucking know. <laughs> Even they know that they they don't have shit. Nobody at Giant Bomb that I know of to this day has specifically sat down and numbered it. Now, if they have, uh, guys and gals, please correct me and let me know and tell me where the fuck that is. They had to have numbered. They had to have numbered somewhere because when they started going live, somewhere around the time when they started having live episodes, that's when they actually started actually labeling them with number numbers. So the reason why you know that the latest episode is, I, I don't fucking know, 537, whatever it is, is because somebody had to have numbered it. I just don't know how their numbering works because I downloaded every single episode and it wasn't 537. It was like 648 or something I'm like where the fuck are these extra episodes coming from? <laughs> So I did my best. I made my own fucking logic, and I numbered him the way that I wanted to. In physical episodes, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred something. But numbered, I've got, I have them numbered to match what their numbers, where their number system is today. All that being said, I'm gonna try my best for us as always to keep our episodes somewhat numbered. Some people care about that kind of shit. I know mm-hmm. I do, so at least it'll help people. Uh, tangents, I won't keep them numbered. I don't know. I just like having... I like having tangents in their own section. Uh, if we ever do specific, like, annual sections, I guess, maybe I'll keep those separate. But I actually put some thought into us numbering them and why I, why I number them. Right. It's for people like me that go, yeah, I... I you know, some people don't know numbers. They'll just go, no, the, you know, the episode, this is how I refer to some episodes. I'm like, oh, the episode where they talked about Grand Theft Auto 5. You know, they don't they don't know the numbers. They just know about what it is. But we got you both. We got the number. We got a funny snippet from what we talked about or whatever the fuck title that we chose to <laughs> put on it. And then we got what the fucking topic was. Yeah. We, we do that for you as this. Again, we do this as a service for you because we care. We give quality product here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take it away, buddy. Yeah, so as you can imagine, this week has been full of Persona 5. Um, Before I get into that, though. I don't say. Yeah, you need to save that for the end because that's good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We're just going to have an official Persona 5 section in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, so I did. We did play some more D anD D. That was fun. Um, we played some more Pokemon Tabletop, and the more we play of it, the less of it I'm a fan. Um, really? 
it just the if you think about the core of Pokemon, it's about catching Pokemon, raising them, you know, leveling them up, evolving them, and you know, you have your gems and whatnot in the newer games, the equivalents, delete four, etc. Well, okay, gems, no problem. You just you know set up an encounter, whatnot. Uh, same thing for the elite four and uh, any anything similar to that. But the actual process of leveling up your Pokemon, it's very grindy. Oh, and no. that doesn't translate well to a tabletop game. You know, there, oh, hell no. if you think about D&D, yeah, you do have a little bit of grind, especially as you get higher in levels, uh, depending on what kind of, you know, campaign you're running and how you issue out experience. But when you're in a, especially in a group setting, trying to essentially grind your Pokemon's levels... It leads to a very boring and repetitive experience. Um, and I'm not quite sure how to alleviate that at the moment. Uh, yeah. Other than just going, hey, you get X number, you know, random amount of experience to level up faster. Because, if you know, we played for an hour and a half. We did, you know, two fights or something like that. Which I wasn't mm-hmm. even prepared for. I was like, all right, I got my D&D stuff set up. I have, you know, at least probably two sessions worth of stuff planned out. And then the oldest, you know, I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, uh, I guess we can play, you know, a tabletop. I'm like, well, which which one? He's like, uh, how about Pokemon? I'm like, okay, I put all my books away for D&D. You know, oh, got out my other cool. notebook. <laughs> and then I open up, I'm like, hmm. I didn't prepare anything for that one because mm. <laughs> I'd been so focused on the regular D&D because I actually, you know, have a rough story that I'm working on and stuff like that. And I don't have to worry about this other grind, really. I just put a mm-hmm. story together and adjust the enemies accordingly and it progresses. But Pokemon doesn't really have that freedom. You know, you have a gym and it's like, all right, the first gems Pokemon are like level 10, even lower than that, you know, say five to seven. Well, you start with level one Pokemon, unless you catch something higher, then you're not you're not gonna be able to do that for a while. And if you only get, and I think the way the experience works out in the tabletop Pokemon is the amount of experience you get is based on the level of your opponent. So if you're fighting level one Pokemon, which you need to do at that point because it's you know otherwise you're gonna die, you're only getting one experience per Pokemon you kill. And if you Mm, need, it's 10 to go to level two. So you have to kill 10 Pokemon at that point to get to level two. And while in in the game, that'd be fine. You just grind out a few, kill them, and you're good. But in a tabletop setting where you have three other people you're playing with, you know, four characters trying to do the same thing. And I even have stretched and it's supposed to be, you know, only the ones that they fight. But I'm basically giving them group experience and it's still slow. You know, they just now got their things to level two so yeah it's you know this this actually brings up a topic that i've thought about before in the mm-hmm. D spectrum okay and, i mean if, if you have some input afterward let me know but i'd, I'd love i'd definitely love to hear this from the from the uh general audience of ours especially if you're into D yourself but i wonder if the if the concept of grinding as a whole 
is really only for non-D&D style games anyway, if it's only for video games, because, all right, th- there there are a couple reasons why you would have to grind anyway. That one is you go somewhere and you you fight a boss. The boss says, fuck you, you're dead. And you go, oh, well, I'm going to go back and get some levels and grind myself up to a comparable or better level. Or maybe you're in a dungeon, castle, wherever, and you're noticing the enemies are kind of shit-stomping you. Like, you're having to expend a lot of shit to even win one battle. So you decide to go grind, etc., etc. But if you're playing, I would think... In my mind, if I'm playing D and D, and I am one of the characters in this party, there's five people in this party, and we go into a castle, we make our way through the castle, and we get to the boss or or the the enemy or arch villain or whatever, and he shit stomps us. Number one, I think dying in D and D is a pretty big fucking deal. Oh yeah. So so you're hoping that you either. You either get the shit kicked out of you to the point to where you can leave. You're hoping that you can leave, and you're hoping that nobody dies on the way. So you either get out with your fucking tail between your legs, and you're on the verge of death, mm-hmm. or two to three of you have escaped, and two to th- two to three of you are dead. Yeah. If you recuperate or regroup and decide what you're going to do next... Wouldn't that enemy either one come find you and finish the job, or wouldn't they re? Wouldn't they? Would they move, or would they re-fortify, re-defend wherever the fuck they are? Like I think grinding is kind of weird. It's hard for me to wrap my head around grinding in a D and D scope because mm-hmm. there's technically kind of big quotes here there's real life shit going on in D. right it's not just okay i left from this side of the door to the other side of the door i am now outside the castle now <laughs> i could just go fight some werewolves for a while no yeah. because inside the castle the fucking villain is up there looking at you and going hey fire some fucking volleys of of molten lava and kill them please they left, and I want them dead. I don't want them to gain fucking experience and come back and kick my ass. Yeah, it's crazy. I, when I, I always hear of grinding, but that's in my world. I don't know if yeah. grinding exists in D and D because there, again, there's so many there's so many actual scenarios that are going to be taking place to make it go. Why the fuck are you able to grind? Like, what what, what point would that be? Yeah, and what if you die while you're grinding? You know, who knows. Yeah, and that if you think about the grinding, that'd be such a boring experience too. Yeah, it's like, oh, I guess we're gonna go out and fight a bunch of goblins and you know get some experience because we need to level up. But that's where that's where your campaign design you'll you'll that's where I mean it just depends on your campaign design. So right the and it even says in the. Uh, dm uh guide uh to you know you have your big bad villain and you kind of set a pace for when you expect them to fight it and you you know gradually increase the difficulty along the way and there are actually tables in the book of the maximum difficulty per encounter per level Mm -hmm. and varies on size so if you have a group of four level threes, you have X amount of experience 
worth of enemies you can throw at them. And yeah. that's not just, you know, their base experience that they give. There's actually multipliers too for it. So if there's, you know, more than two enemies, you multiply it by 1.5, you know, to increase it. There's a whole formula behind encounters in D&D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are also, you know, factors like, or do you want them to fight this big bad at the time? You know, should they be going in having this really close fight or should they be retreating just straight up? And you kind of, you, you pretty much give major hints as a DM or something to, yeah, this guy, you know, looks like you can't take him right now. So you should probably go, you know, run away. Um, like, or you could have them show up and don't even give them the opportunity to fight them yet. Uh, whether that's because you don't want them to yet or it's because they would die and it's kind of a way to get around even them attempting to and then doing something that causes them to wipe even though you know you didn't plan on it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right now the villain that in our game they're going for is a necromancer that showed up. Mm. And they went to explore these crypts where he was sighted at And they do find him, you know, investigating the place. But as they get in and, you know, exchange a couple lines of dialogue, he's like, "Hmm, I've got what I need. And he casts a fog spell and then vanishes and leaves behind, you know, enemies for them to fight, which are more appropriate to the level. Uh, So they still got a quote unquote boss encounter out of it, but there wasn't any risk of them dying other than, you know, the typical. Right. But yeah, grinding shouldn't happen. It's it's all about the flow of the campaign and flow of the story. If they do get stomped, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do about it? And it's typically not, oh, let's go grind levels. It's, okay, what better equipment can I get? You know, what better weapons or magical stuff can we go get? And, oh, hey, we can go get this magical sword, but there's a whole, you know, quest line behind it, storyline stuff behind it. So that's yeah. just more stuff you yeah. throw in. Like, you know, think think The Witcher. Like, if you wanted to go grind, I mean, you could. You could just go around and find shit and kill it. But mm-hmm. what you're going to do naturally, it, so I guess maybe it's not even really grinding, but what the way that you're going to level, the way you're going to want to level is you're going to pull your map up and you're going to look at towns around you and you're going to go, oh, they need help, they need help, they need help, they need help. Mm-hmm. And every one of those spots is you going out to kill somebody or collecting something or doing something that's going to get you XP eventually, but it's it's a different story. There's a reason why you're going out and killing this enemy or this group of enemies and leveling right. up in the process. You know, that's yeah, I think that'd be the that's a better look at it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. So good. Some some D&D stuff for you. Yep. I I had a little bit of time because I did start my new job this week and I'm not really doing anything yet because I don't have, you know, my uh, ID card for the network. I'm sure you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have mine yet, so I can't even access the systems I need to work on. But I, I do have a company laptop now. Uh, but I can't get to the military side of things yet. So I'm doing a lot of nothing at the moment. But I did decide to take a little bit of time before hopping back into Persona 5 to try a couple games that were free on the uh, uh, PlayStation Plus stuff. And one that is current 
is Mindy number nine. And the other, I don't know when it popped up. I just was going through my list of games that I was able to install. And it's called Grand Kingdom. Now, so I'll talk about Mighty Number no. 9 first. I played one level and I was like, okay, I see why this, you know, got crapped all over. Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I don't like the whole charge thing into enemies. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't feel right and it it makes the whole dynamic of combat a little strange in comparison to like normal Mega Man games where you just shoot 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 enemies dead okay move on it's like okay shoot 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 and either go through it or shoot a lot more uh, to actually kill it kill it so I was like eh I'm not feeling this but I did hop on to Grand Kingdom which is uh, I've been trying to think of how to describe it and I think technically it is a RPG is its overarching uh, category, but it's it's got turn-based combat, but it's on rows. So think of like a Tales-style game where you're going left to right on the screen, mm-hmm. but you have three rows of going left and right, and it's turn-based. So your characters can move in between rows, and you have limited movement points and limited action points to attack with. Or heal or whatever, depending on the character. And I only played it for like an hour. Not even that, probably like 30 minutes. Um, But what I got from it so far is that you're essentially this mercenary type person. And you fight your way. This is the tutorial I completed. You fight your way to this guild hall where you join this guild of essentially other mercenaries and there you can recruit people for your team that are various classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got like a fighter or I think it's more of a technically probably a knight type person, uh, your mage, your healer, uh, cleric, um, archer, uh, your pikeman. Uh, various other things you can hire and they all have their own, you know, stats. And when you hire them, you have points you can distribute into them depending on their class gives you X amount of points. Um, I think it's based on their class. I don't know because like the cleric got like eight points for me to distribute, but most of the others have like three. So I don't know if I just got really lucky with that person, that character that was the cleric or if that's a cleric thing, but it was interesting. And that's, I got to that point where it's letting me buy the party and I didn't progress the story at all after that. Um, and I really only played that far because I couldn't figure out when it was going to let me save. Because mm. I was like, okay, I'm pushing every button trying to get to a save menu and there's nothing. Uh, but I finally got to one uh, when I got to the thing. I think it basically, if you go back to the title screen, that's your manual save. And then there's auto saves periodically. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's an interesting little game. I mean, it was free, so I can't really complain. Right. But, eh, I might go back and take a look at it when I have nothing else to do, which isn't likely anytime soon. <laughs> but Persona 5 just... Persona 5 slowly lowers the newspaper and looks <laughs> over at you. Uh-huh. And pulls the newspaper back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But I, I decided uh, I wanted to give a couple games a try, and that's why I did. <clears throat> um, well, that's cool. I'm sorry that one of those reminded number nine. Uh, I say that I say that as a half hypocrite because I I have not played Mighty Number no. Nine. Mm-hmm. I refuse to I refuse to play it. Refuse to buy it. Uh, you said it was free, so if, if it yeah. was free, I I could I should have jumped on that. But I, I mean, I didn't know. you could get it now if you have PS Plus. It's the game now. I believe I do. I will check that out. Yep. If it is, I will gra- and I will just need to put this out there so people know. If I do get this game and I do play it. I'm going to play this from an analytical point of view. There, There is a shit ton of history about Mighty Number no. 9. It's not just the fact that this is a game that was bad. It's not just that fact. There's a lot, a lot of negative shit that went on during the development and surrounding this game. Uh, notably for... I, I'll fucking push this channel again if nobody... If, if you haven't heard of the uh, YouTube channel called The D-Pad, that's the D dash pad. They do a long entire series let's plays, and one of those is the Mega Let's Play. They did. They play. They are playing every Mega Man game in existence. It was actually very eye opening for me. There's Mega Man games that even I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. And if you can surprise me on the Mega Man front, that's something. But uh, and I, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but just. The first episode of every game they play, they spend about three to five minutes doing like a a, re- a retrospective, uh, just giving trivia about games. Well, one of the games that they play was were Mighty Number no. Nine, and they their intro was talking about at, at length the uh, development process of Mighty Number no. Nine. They're not the only one. That many many uh, YouTube channels have have gone through the shit that Mighty Number no. Nine uh, is. But if you're interested to see for your own, uh, this is one avenue for you to look at. Uh, just check out the D-Pads, Mighty Number no. 9, Let's Play, Episode 1. It's titled The Present Year, and they spend, I want to say again, it's like five to seven minutes going over the whole development cycle, the Kickstarter cycle, all that shit. Uh, I'll try to leave a link in the, this episode's uh, Facebook post if I can remember. But... Yeah, man, and it, it it fucking breaks my heart that that game went the way it was because that's my fucking baby. That is my franchise, man, and I have so much respect for KG Inafune, man. I, I so do, and I still do to this day. I don't hold everything on his shoulders because of that game. I, I feel like maybe he was under some pressure and maybe he just handled shit wrong. You know, he was... A game developer. He was not a businessman. He was chided by many by his peers for being like, "Look, man, you're not a you're not a business guy." And he handled this shit the way that he did, and it all it all turned sour. And I feel, I genuinely feel sorry for the guy, but I feel more I feel much more sorry for the Mega Man franchise for lots of reasons, not just because of Money Number Nine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot if it's free. I'm up to download it. I'm up to play it eventually just to get just so I can actually I can look at what the game is. I can look at gameplay and go, mm-mm, no. <laughs> but that's also different than actually having it in your hand and getting a more detailed description of how it actually feels and comparisons and all that. Right. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, so after that, more Persona 5. And the is that all you got before you get a Persona 5? That is. All right. So, 
uh, cue the Persona 5 music now, please. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's talk about Persona 5, Chris, because honestly, for my week, aside from doing some, I mean, it was a busy work work week for me. I actually came home tired a few days, but I drowned my time in Persona 5. Mm-hmm. And besides fucking building some cabinets, uh, putting together some, some uh, cabinet things I needed to do and hanging my TVs and... That's really about it. All of my gaming this week was strictly just fucking P5. So mm-hmm. let's, let's fucking do it. So the first thing I'm going to say about Persona 5 is, did you realize that on the title screen where the trains are going, you know, back and forth, the little uh, sign thing at the top actually tells you what time it is right now? Like where it would normally be like the train's t- arrival time or departure time or whatever. It just shows the current time. Yeah, that's pretty nice. The yeah. only thing I knew about that train area was that, I mean, you know where that, you know where that is. The train area. You know what that is, right? Uh, uh spoiler warning for Persona 5, I guess. Yeah, spoiler warning. We're, we don't hold shit back to this point. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I believe that's Mementos. Is it? To, it's in I the middle of the, the scene right now. Yeah. I believe the that's button. them just chilling in the like I, arrest area of Mementos. You know, that would make sense. Fucking, yeah, they're in their gear. They're, everything's right. kind of red-ish. The trains are going by. And the break areas of Mementos have the trains going by. So, But is it? It's not their actual costume. So this is their civilian stuff with their masks. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Well, see now that may now that may come into play later because I mean, yeah, you're not necessarily always in it yeah. when you're in the place, yeah. So it could be either way. I mean, this does look similar to you know one of the scenes where there's trains there's a, going there's both ways. There's a lot of shit toward the end of this game that needs to start coming together and making sense because <laughs> I, I I'm telling you, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Where where are you at right now? Casino. Holy shit, you're like all the way at the end of the game? Wait, wait, wait. No, let's see. I just yeah. got a crow. Oh, you're, you've passed me up, bro. Really? Yeah, I just... Um... I just do. I just finished the Big Bang Burger one. The guy just had his heart attack. Oh, okay. And... Uh, I'm on the one after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're okay. on the next one. Now, see that—that's th- why I was asking. Was I still, even with my shitty memory, I'm still remembering the opening scenario of this game. Oh, I yeah. clearly remember going through a casino, and I clearly remember being like shot at and being brought into justice. But how the fuck did that? How yeah. was that so? Because so- the game. Don't tell me. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and what you're waiting on, and I'm still waiting on it too. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. I, I get what you're saying the whole time. As soon as they, I saw a casino, I'm like, is it? Am I? Am I here? Is this? Am, am, yeah. am I gonna finally figure out? You know, is this the end? Because there's time left. So how's this gonna line yeah. up with everything? So yeah, I, I'm still waiting there's for the same have answer. To be- there's gonna have to be some big reveals coming up. Like there's gonna have to be something where shit doesn't. Oh, 
<laughs> so much is unanswered, and yet you're still just running through it. Yeah. All right. Like, after this heart attack debacle, I got pulled back into the velvet room because you always do. Yeah. And that guy's like, well, yeah, this is very peculiar because, uh, you know, the fucking guy died. And, uh, yeah, that might kind of, that might, that might halt your re, that might slow down or, or stop your rehabilitation process. I'm like, what the fuck is the rehabilitation process, man? I'm five fucking palaces into this game. And I've only got a few more months left before apparently the game itself gives me the game over screen. Mm-hmm. And you're still acting like I know what the fuck is even going on in this velvet room. I don't. I get pulled into here and I get chastised by these two girls. Who the fuck are they? <laughs> and who the fuck are you? And what is the point? What are you, are, are you are you puppeteering all this shit? Because you're acting like he's now acting like the shit that went on with the guy dying, he doesn't know. Yeah. He's like, well, that's very peculiar. That guy died because you guys don't kill people. So, hmm. I'm like, okay, so are there other velvet rooms? Are you one guy and you're like, there's like another guy out there like you and or other people out there like you? I don't know. And oh, then, yes. And then I go up a level and think, okay, I remember the beginning of this game being a thing where I was running through what felt like essentially a palace because, mm-hmm. now my memory's a little fuzzy, I don't remember if I was actually in my uniform or not, but I'm pretty sure I was in my fucking I'm palace pretty sure. uniform. Yes. And I'm being chased through this fucking casino, which, yeah, makes it seem like there's, you know, the palace area. And if I remember correctly, the bad guys inside the casino did pop out like... Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, because you went went through a battle scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But... But then you started getting shot at, and then you got brought back in. So, was there, like, a smash cut that I didn't see? And, like, if they capture you in the palaces, that that's actually a way for someone to capture you in real life, and maybe they did? Or did those two fucking areas merge, and somehow the fucking veil, like, a veil got lifted, and it was always in real life the whole time? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Well, but if, I know that I'm... If you think about early on, when you first see your Persona guy, that's in the middle of that square or whatever. That's not in a palace or, you know, shadow realm, whatever you want to call them. Ah, good point. So, yeah. And I don't know. You get fucking shot at and beat up and you you were trying to climb this fucking thing and you fell down and people were there and you got captured and I'm like this doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't And what who who's the traitor, you know? What Yeah. What, what's all that? Oh, man. They're so fucking it's so fucking anime episode with this game man (laughs) it's when that fucking when I went to when I went to this palace and I got to the end and I did the I did the fucking boss battle and it was you know kill all the enemies kill all the enemies now drop the big one kill the Uh big one and then he and then it just just like every other palace hey you need to repent you need to get you're gonna apologize he's like I'm gonna tell everybody I'm sorry and everything and then and, and they left and then pew, and he got shot. I was like, "What? What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. He fucking got shot. And then you're like, "Dun dun dun!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
okay, so people can get shot, and then they actually tell you a few days later, they're like, yeah, because you can't die. Uh, the only way you can die in life like that is if your shadow gets killed. Mm-hmm. And we, the Phantom Thieves, have never killed anybody. We just beat the fuck out of them until they repent for their sins and apologize. Well, that's but when they left, he got shot. I'm like, okay, well, who did the shooting? What'd they shoot with? And mm-hmm. then they, the fucking shadow guy walks out. I'm like, who the fuck? I'm looking at him being like, who do you look like? <laughs> who, who, who do I know in this game do you look like? Are they going to yeah. just drop somebody? Or do I already know you? Oh, man. So, ah. my guess is it's going to be somebody we haven't seen yet. The person behind it, pretty obvious who it is, I think, at this point. But who the actual person is that's entering and doing the killings, I don't know. Probably someone we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, theory crafting. The guy, the fucking executive guy that... Yeah, that guy is obviously he's obviously he's making the calls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look both figuratively, figuratively and literally, he's on a phone going, "Send the killer for number one." You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's fucking pulling the strings. But yeah, who the who the agent is, I don't know. Yeah. Now, I I kind of sort of maybe have a theory. That may be completely wrong, and that's fine. It's just a theory. I'm thinking it might be that detective guy. I'm thinking it may be him. I'm thinking he may be doing like a double face where he's mm-hmm. acting like he's a detective that's trying to figure out who the Phantom Thieves is, posing to be a good guy, but actually he's the bad guy, and he wants to know who the Phantom Thieves are so he can stop them. That's a theory. Yeah, and you know that... He may have something to do with it. I'm not sure. I may have read a spoiler. Um, not related to this particular conversation, but I may have had something spoiled for me, and I am i have no idea how it comes into play in the story. I'm That's like, okay. okay. Tell, tell me about it, because I want to feel this pain with you. Tell me about what you read. No, because it's a big deal. This is like, if it's true, okay. it's game-changing type of spoiler. All right, so that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I understand. If, if you think it's that critical, I'd rather you not. Yeah, I do. If it was something like, you know, you might have had some theory crafts, and I'd take it. I'd work with it. No, I, I'm i still on the fence about the detective guy, and I'm you you do interact with him a little bit more. Um, yeah. So I'm, I don't know that he is. I don't think he is at this point, but... Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think it's going to be someone we haven't seen, or it's going to be someone we've seen, but they've been in the background type thing. Someone we don't even care about. You know, they barely have a name or something like that. Or maybe we haven't even heard their name yet, and they're just, oh, yeah, we've seen that person around. Um, the And they even talk about it, you know, whether or not it's someone from the school or not. And they're like, no, that wouldn't make sense. And, you know, I kind of agree with that just from the outside yeah, perspective. They- but you're in the school, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are the fan of these. You're right there underneath their nose. Yeah, but it, but if you think about all the other things, all the other killings and, you know, mental breakdowns, there, it'd be odd for it to be based out of the school as well. Um, it seems to just have leaked in, so to speak. Not really. I don't know. 
I, f- I feel like at this point, I need it to be somebody that I know. Okay, I need it to be fucking Shojiro. That's what I need. <laughs> I need it to be somebody that was there the whole time, and they were... Bro, I'm fucking almost 200 hours in this game. I've seen a lot of conversation. I've seen a lot of cutscene and, and story sequence past my eyeballs. And that's that's a lot of opportunity for this game to just pepper little mm-hmm. things that that was so insignificant. Maybe a sentence or a look or something. And you just, over the span of 200 hours, you're going to forget about that shit. And they're going to be like, yeah, it's... He's been here the whole time. What level are you? Uh, 45 or 46. How do you have so many hours? I just... I do a lot of shit. I'm at 72 hours. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I you, you could probably take off like maybe 10-ish hours for like... Just like I had the controller of the game left on, mm-hmm. like while I slept or something. But oh man, I I I do mementos quite often. I guess I spend a lot of time with them. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've actually I got to a point where you know I I got the things that you're talking about where you increase the money you get and whatnot. And I did one really really good memento session where I got like three hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right. And I haven't felt like doing it again. Um, yeah, I've been. I've been okay. I though. go in. Yeah, I go in. I get really good sessions. I get a lot of money. I come out and I buy a lot of shit. Like I, I, I stock up on items, which that can add up. But uh, the main thing is gifts. The more places that I've been opening through confidant conversations and storyline progression. There's like 40 fucking areas open for me now, and mm-hmm. every other one is solely for shopping. So I've been finding books that are eight to ten thousand a piece, gifts that are ninety to a hundred thousand a piece, and so on. Just when I think that I'm just gonna bulk this money up and set it to the side and just have it there, I find something that dumps my money. That's not, and that's not counting the bare basic shit, which is going to the fucking airsoft shop and, and unloading money. Something that I didn't, that I thought was a missed opportunity, but I guess it really doesn't matter again because you can use so many places to get money. I wish that if you had done his confidant, the airsoft guy's confidant, more. I wish several of the options would be, you know, give give lots of discounts for his shop's items. Yeah. Because it seems like his confidant train, the rewards are pretty much for the the, the mods, the mods and customization. Yeah, and I, I still haven't done yet. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know about you, but it took me forever just to get to the level of guts that I needed to unlock it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was way. Was, I think you needed like a level three. You needed Dauntless, and I think that was three. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's four because that's what I'm at oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. I, that's, that's 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 fucking crazy. It is, and it's one of the things that's got to be. I don't know. It, it's it seems odd that they'd make you wait so long to be able to do it, and then you can only do the basic weapons, which aren't even modded, aren't aren't as good as what you have then. Right. So you have to level them up more to do the higher level weapons. But by the time you get there, if I focused on that at all, I'd run out of time. You know, it seems to me like it's something that needs to be done on a uh, new game plus or something like that. But then 
if the equipment carries over, then you're going to run into the same problem. Because you're going to have the better equipment, so the mods are going to be pointless except for the high-end equipment. So, I don't know. He, he seems like a waste. I'm not really working on him. I I kind of sort of only unlocked him because I got the guts that were required. And so I could do one mod on the super weak weapon I still had in my inventory just to get the trophy for it. Because yeah. there's a trophy for doing a mod. It's like, alright, I guess I'll do one. And I don't care about it anymore. Um, he, he, <laughs> he does have a sort of interesting storyline for his stuff. Um, so when I do do stuff with him, it's only to progress that storyline. Uh, because I'm kind of curious about where it goes from there. Sojuro's the final boss, man. I'm calling it. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm I'm calling that shit because I want. That's the level that I want this secret shit to be. Whenever it rolls around, I've so up to this point, mm -hmm. the game has already has already done a fairly good job of giving you new characters that you had no idea about. Yeah. Like when they introduced uh, Futaba, mm -hmm. I mean, there were. Very subtle fucking hints throughout the play up to there that even let you in that she was a thing. There were cutscenes where it would be her in her room typing shit, going, hmm, doing something. You're like, well, who the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, but they still gave you something. And same thing with uh, Haru. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen her around school. If you're attentive, you saw her in school, but she was just a regular fucking person. And then they started slowly peppering in scenes where you and her were in the same area doing something. And you're like, okay, well, they're they're bringing her into the picture for some reason. Yeah. But if this person, whoever this is, is just a Joe Blow or Jane Blow person out of fucking nowhere, I don't think it's going to have the same impact on me. I'm going to be like, okay, well, here's another new person. Okay, cool. But if it's, so I'm telling you, man, if fucking Sojuro is the fucking guy... I'm gonna be like, you motherfucker. Oh man, I need it to be that. I need it to be somebody. I'm I'm really joking. I don't I know it's not him, but it needs to be somebody that's been there the whole time and you just you know, maybe it's fucking Mishima. I was just about to say, what if it was Mishima? That would be oh, a man. very, very interesting twist. He but he's so he's so fucking he's such a fan of the Phantom Thieves, but yeah. what, you know, maybe he went and took it too far. Uh, well, he would maybe. have been doing it before the Phantom Thieves is the thing. This is some, you got to keep in mind these mental breakdowns start happening before the Phantom Thieves right. are even a thing. That's right. So it's got to be someone that knew about it before, and I don't know. I, I so the questions are we we pretty much have the idea of who's do of who's pulling the trigger, but who is actually doing it? Who is that? And why doesn't the guy from the Velvet Room know who that is? Why does he see, is he playing ignorant or is he actually ignorant? Like, th again, this is more broad stroke theory crafting. Mm -hmm. There exists this world above us, which is the Velvet Room. The Velvet Room is not one Velvet Room. There are many Velvet Rooms. Mm -hmm. And... Think of it like a Death Note scenario. You know, you've got most of the most of these Velvet Room owners. They uh, 
they they operate by a set of rules mm-hmm. but we'll say that one flipped off the end and and let his uh inmate do bad shit and now you uh or the the your uh i wish i remember his name do you remember his name the fucking the velvet room guy yeah. Igor. 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 Okay, Igor. so Igor. Thank God, man. I need a I need a memory boost today. <laughs> so and every day. So Igor catches wind that this bad shit's going on. He's like, yeah, no, we can't have this. I'm gonna make my own Phantom Thieves. I'm gonna make my own group of people. We're calling the Phantom Thieves, and I'm gonna f- hopefully get them to the point where they can come find you and stop your shit. But see, he doesn't even talk like that though. He keeps saying shit like rehabilitation, like your rehabilitation All is, right. is underway. How about this? What if, what if we have a time alternate reality type thing going on and the person is you and your rehabilitation is stopping oh, yourself? Whoa. Oh, yes. Now that would be good. Okay. I take that. I take that. <laughs> I would take that. Yes. That'd be awesome. And the other thing I was thinking we don't have closure on is Morgana. Yes. Yeah, good point. Good point. Because, and uh, they keep peppering shit with with her. Him. 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 Her. It. Him. Uh, it's, yeah, it, yeah, him. Yeah. They keep peppering shit with him to where it's, you know, the shit where he... It seems like he's waking up in a mementos area, but mm-hmm. it's a fucking evil one with the fucking bright yellow eyes. Yeah, he really thinks he's human, but he doesn't know. And he's like, I gotta be human, right? It's like, well, are you? But you've been... He's the conduit. Mm-hmm. Because he's a cat in the world with you. Mm-hmm. But his appearance doesn't look like his appearance does in mementos or palaces. So, uh, yeah, it's worth the big shits. It's so good. <laughs> Have you like okay, this is completely not a thing I know. It's got it's got to be just the design of 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 him. But have you noticed that when you look at him, he looks like he has a helmet on? Like the top of his head looks like it slides onto that white part. I haven't looked. If you look at his design, should have got too much shit after posting this comment. <laughs> but if you not the cat, not the fucking in real life cat, but mm-hmm. his palace and mementos design, it looks like he looks like his head is a white bulb, and then he puts the cat face part over it. It's, it's, I know it's silly. It'd be cool if like he actually pulled the cat part off, and that was something else underneath. So I think, I, I think it's a mask, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I have noticed that it's a mask. Yeah, I said helmet because it look. I mean, that's a lot of area to cover. True. But, oh. So have you? Have you? Have you maxed out any of your social stats yet? Three of them. I have two more. I need kindness and guts say the only one I've got so far is charm. I think charm is it. And it's to that point now where every time I'm dumping like one to three 
or two to three in the in the stat, I'm like, it's got to be it, man. It's going yeah. up, and it doesn't go up. It's, I'm like, are you shitting me? Come on, man. That's like four different times I've seen three little notes go into that thing. Yeah, I wish I knew <laughs> how many it took per level, because that does yeah. drive me nuts. I'm like, all right, surely I've got to be hitting it. And uh-huh. like I knowledge, it goes up super fast. Um, yeah. So I, I wasn't even trying for that one. That was my first one that capped out. And then proficiency and then charm. And my, when my, I think I had those three at five and my kindness was still at three. <laughs> so it was way behind. I was like, all right, I need to go work at the flower shop or something for a bit. But I got up to four and I, like I said, I'm to that point where I don't know how much time I have left. So I don't want to waste it at this point i want to try to figure out you know what do i need for the conclusion of this game what are my priorities now you know i've got my romance aspect done what am i going to do as far as you know do i need any more stats Uh, and i'm also kind of preparing for new game plus now i'm at the point where i'm like all right i'm ready to be done with the game so i can start new game plus and get everything else um, so I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, waste time on something. I'm going to just do a new game plus or isn't really relevant that I can do then to help, you know, split the time up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's so it's a time management. So s- yeah, no shit. Time management, the game. That's percent five. Uh, me, most of my days now, I've kind of, I've considerably backed off of doing things to boost my social stats i just let them happen when they happen mm-hmm. or if i just if i if there, if there comes a point in, in a day that i literally cannot do something with somebody because you know they, they'll fucking block you out sometimes sometimes people only talk that certain characters you can only do shit with at night yeah some most people you have to wait for them to talk to you uh but most of my activities now day to day between and again, we're talking all the space in between. All I need to know is a deadline. They tell me that the fucking deadline is two and a half weeks away. I have two two weeks and three days to go do whatever the fuck I need to do. Someone knocked that fucking palace out within one to two days. Maybe even maybe even two at the most. But most of my out of palace, out of mementos activities now are solely confidants now. I pick one that I I pick the ones that I want to go for, the ones that I feel that I need to go for, and then and then I've usually have two to three people still going, hey man, you want to do something? So I just pick, nah, all right, I'm gonna fuck with you this evening, yeah, or this morning, and then I'll I'll do I'll go hang out with her this afternoon. So they are slowly going up. Now I've already had I've already had two characters that are all the way to the point of being maxed, but I did not max them out because they're at the romance level. Yeah. And I don't. I only want to romance one, and I'm working on her now. So. <laughs> I, I'm curious about that because, like, the one I did, it didn't require any gifts. Didn't need it at all. Well, I don't know if she requires any gifts. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't think any of them require gifts. Mm-hmm. I think when I say the romance, I mean I think when you get to level nine for the females, they. You, they tell you like hey this is an important decision yeah it, you need to think about what the fuck you're about to answer and I go no I don't want your vagina and mm-hmm. they go what you want <laughs> <laughs> alright 
I have my interest in mind. I have the one that I'm going for. You said you've already done yours, correct? Yes. All right. On the count of three, we're going to say the name of who we're romancing. All right? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Doctor. Futaba. Oh! <laughs> really? Oh, you're you're going for the gel bait. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. She's fucking cute, man. Mm-hmm. A fucking shut-in computer geeky nerd girl that's very socially awkward. I like <laughs> but I mean, I tell you the truth, man. They've built up almost all of these romances, and I mean that from the girl and the guy perspectives. Like all of them are good fucking people. Yeah. I mean, I would not want a romance like in the confidant spec. I would not want a romance, say Mishima. He seems kind of fucking clingy and creepy. <laughs> but, like, if I was a guy, if I or if I was a girl that... If I was a girl or if I was a guy that wanted men, uh... Who, who is the fucking... Uh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting my part of the name. Uh, the artist. The fucking uh, sleek... Y- Yusuke? Y- yeah, Yusuke. Yusuke. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could see how people, I could see how a guy would romance him. He's he's mm-hmm. fucking cool as shit. But uh, the medic, the teacher, a fucking lady on, uh, Makoto, all of them. I'm like, damn, you kind of got a fucking plethora to pick from. Yeah, I really, I really thought about the teacher. I was like, no, I was already. Really I'd thought ar- about that teacher. I had already decided early on. I was pretty sure I was either going to go for on or the doctor. Yeah. So, what made you decide to go with the doctor? I just did. I, I don't really have any explanation. I. I mean. I mean, and the fact that I got that really fast because I was working on her stuff anyway for her shop, you know, the medicine and accessories, uh, which I didn't know the accessories were a thing. You mentioned uh, accidentally finding out about that or something like that. Mine was mine was literally I went to the buy menu on accident when I was trying to talk to her (laughs) and it popped up and it was like items and then accessories. I was like, accessories. When did she start selling accessories? So here's here's how that happened. I had, I'm trying to lay out like a mental time frame here. I went to her at one point. I would buy items from her like maybe once a game month, mm-hmm. maybe. There, so I went to her one day, and I'm just, let's just make up random fucking days. It was like the beginning of July, and I bought, I, I had a shit ton of gold or money at the time. Mm-hmm. And I... Not necessarily maxed out, but I bought like a fuck ton of items. I bought enough items to stand to last me for a good while. Fast forward to say the beginning of Oct, like the middle of October, and I went back to her just randomly. Oh, I haven't been back there in a while. I should go stock up on some more items. I am running low on this medical thing, and I am running low on this HP thing. And, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure with the thing that I've done with her, I've unlocked more items, so let's just give that a check. And then I went back to her again, like, two to three fucking months later, and was scrolling through the buy list, and was like, oh, there are accessories here. And then I read it, was like, wait a minute. Yeah. 
I, I think I I think what they're telling me is it does this. I bought one. I immediately went to Mementos, and as soon as Joker fucking got in the fight and it was his turn, his SP went up. I was like, oh, <laughs> I bet money that that shit has been in there for a while. I don't know when you unlock the accessories, and I bet you the, the confidant level probably told you, hey, there are accessories in the shop Probably. Now. But he, or even if they wasn't, if I would have been a regular fucking player that would have done the smart thing, like just bought enough to last me over time and kept going back to her and back to her and buying as I needed, I would have found out long time ago. But I just had a shit ton of items for a while and didn't really have a necessity or a need to go back to her. And then when I did, all this shit was there. Yeah, see, so I don't, oh, I don't man. really use the items. I, I did just buy a bunch because I had a bunch of money and I was there. Um, cause I needed to buy an accessory for the last character I got. So I was like, okay, I'll go buy one. I was like, I have like 300,000 money. I would go buy, uh, cause I now have the highest tier of stuff. Like I'll just go buy some, some healing items just to be safe. Cause things are getting a little bit more difficult. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm at the average now. I, I keep forgetting to check when I'm actually in an area where it'll pop up. But the last palace, I was underleveled by like five levels. Wow. So I was like, I need to catch up. But this palace I'm in now, I level, it feels like every other fight. These And, and they don't seem, they're not overly difficult either. Um, I actually <laughs> took a time to write, you know, a list down of the elements and to go through and make sure I had something for each of them and all that, trying to make sure I had all my personas in line because I kept going, oh, I don't have this weakness or that weakness. Um, <laughs> got frustrated with, I was like, I, I need to take a minute. And it didn't take me more than like five minutes to go through and, you know, pick what I wanted to use. Though I am, I am having an issue finding one that has... Uh, the all enemies uh sigh uh what they call it i i thought it, i heard it earlier and i was going to remember it so i could say the proper thing and i just completely blanked on it um yeah the, the sigh element the little pink circle thing icon oh oh yeah, yeah the fucking swirly yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. Yeah, i don't have one on joker you know i can put my person in and my other uh teammate and have it but I want to have everything on Joker. So I had to go through and I was trying to find one. I had one that was a single target and I had one that had at the next level would get the uh, light damage one. So I have yeah. that right now, but I don't have a medium damage, which you're trying to find one that has medium. Yeah. All, that hits all targets. Yes. So I can hit a group at once. Yeah. Cause yeah, Haru has it, but mm -hmm. That right there, that mentality of what you're talking about, that's what goes through my head every time that I choose to uh, make personas. Mm -hmm. Every time that I go to fuse, I will look at. So I'll look at who I'm fusing and getting rid, rid of, and I'll look at the other person who I'm getting rid of, and I'll try to keep a mental note of what abilities they have, and then I'll look at the result. And I'll look at the result, and I'll look at every other persona I have left, and I go, okay. Do I have... I'm losing Psy. Hmm. Does, do, does one of the other ones have Psy? Yes or no? I don't even care about... I halfway don't even care about the, 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 the strength anymore. I just need to know if they have it. 
because if I have it, I can use it as a weakness. If I can weakness it, I can hit one, two, three. They're all weak and they're dead. Well, if I need heavy hitters, if I need heavy hitters, usually my party members have that. And if you notice, most of these palaces revolve around four specific weaknesses, around three to four. Yeah. So you can tailor your party to fit your needs. But now, with the fucking level of personas that I'm getting and the level of fusions I'm getting, I don't even have to... Almost everybody has mediums. And almost every of them, except for, just like you said, except for Psy, has an attack all. So mm-hmm. now all I do is just go, okay, what am I losing? Does somebody else have that? If they do, cool, you're gone. I don't need you. I don't even need you anymore. And then what are you picking up? Because I could probably give it to you anyway. Yeah, I just started using the empowering thing where you can sacrifice one. I didn't do that because I didn't have anything that I just wanted to get rid of um, or that I didn't care about. But now, I know, but I didn't have the money. I mean, they get pretty expensive at the higher levels. Um, Yeah, yeah, they do. I did a fusion earlier that used my highest level one, and it cost me like 36000 to buy it back. And that's with the discount now that I get this late in the game. Um but I have you used the network uh, fusion? Not yet. Okay. You can, I don't know, I think it's like once per game day you can do it or something like that. But mm-hmm. it will give you, if you put in something high enough, it will give you something that's higher than what you can handle normally. So I did that. I put in something that I had already empowered. So like I'm level 50 or, or around level 50. I think I was even lower at the time I did this. But I threw in a persona that I had sacrifice boosted up to like 55 and the one I got back was 58 so I now have a persona that's 10 levels higher than me not a great one but not bad either you know but see isn't that a problem because if it's if it's you can't even use a persona that's above your level yes you can if you get it if you get it from sacrifice boosting or from the network fusion, no it can go shit. above your level. Yes. No shit. Yes. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I did it as a I, test. I'm, I was I'm, like, is this gonna give me something higher? So, I'm so under that fucking predication because you know, you know mm-hmm. that if you go to try to pers- fuse a persona, mm-hmm. and if, if you're 35, you go to 36, they go, yeah, you can't do that. You can't handle that power. So I've just always assumed that. Yeah. Oh man, now now I gotta go try this shit. Yeah, I mean, and now it's to the point I don't think I've been able to experience this yet, but I have, I unlocked where I'm supposedly able to negotiate with higher level ones and get them to join me higher than my level, but I haven't, I'm going through levels so fast now that uh, I don't think I've had the opportunity to actually test it and see if it actually lets it join me or if it just, you know, makes negotiations easier or something for the money and stuff. But from the way it reads, it sounds like, if you can get them to negotiate with you, they're yours. Um, yeah. Are you to the point where it will give you the mask for them when you ambush them? Uh, pretty much. I think the last four personas I had, I had to negotiate with two of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, join me. And they go, here you go. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about you ambush them. And it pops up. You get the oh, mask. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I, I, 
I think I have a good idea of who I need to go mm-hmm. to to make that happen, and I'm working on it, but I don't have it yet. Yeah, I think I just unlocked that, and then I went to Mementos to knock out some targets and get a little bit more money. And that is yeah. the most frustrating thing because you don't get to fight them. You don't get any rewards. So oh, I'm getting zero money from these fights, and even if you already have them, it will do it. It will trigger. Oh, so. Bad. I always, you know, start early on and go through the easier ones. Not at this point, not at the beginning, but a little bit earlier than I need to. And just, uh-huh. you know, wail on them and get some money easy, whether that's killing them or negotiating it, depending on the enemy. I can't do that now. It's just like, oh, here's this mask. Oh, you have that mask. Oh, here's a mask. Oh, you have that mask. You have that mask. I wish you could disable it. I'm going to have to research this and stop that shit because I don't want that at all. Yeah. It's... It, it, it's really good if you want to get fodder for sacrificing, which is what I did with yeah. what I got. Cause I was like, I don't want these things that are like half my level now. Yeah. I don't want the mask. So I just went and sacrificed them, which you can only sacrifice one per day per persona. So like my per persona. Yeah. yeah. So my highest level one, you know, it's better off for me to sacrifice something else high level, which I've done and then bought it back. Uh, if I really wanted That's- it. That's just another level of shit that ne- that I do now. That's just another level of shit that I do now with with actually like making personas and keeping personas in my party. Mm-hmm. I always keep one persona type of the type for the confidants that I'm working on, and once I either max that that confidant out, or I don't want to prof- I don't want to progress anymore with them, I combine and I just take the abilities that I need from that persona and I just get rid of it because I, I free up another spot of my up to 12 I can have now 12 is a big number but god I, I'm always keeping like nine with me yeah. at all fucking times and I can't ever get rid of them because I'm like I don't know who the <laughs> fuck I'm gonna deal with tomorrow Maybe Sojuros will be open tomorrow, so I need to keep a Hierophant there. Maybe uh, Fortune will will finally fucking text me, or maybe I'll feel. Does that matter? Maybe nobody. Maybe I'll. Uh, well, yeah. If you have, when you have the persona type in your group with you on hand, it increases the shit that goes towards your confidants when they when you level them up. So, if you have let's say in this you're gonna go talk to uh you're gonna go talk to ryuji Mm -hmm. and in this conversation there's gonna be a maximum of and there's no fucking way to determine this there's no way this for you to see numbers i'm just using numbers for an example let's say you're gonna go hang out with ryuji and in ryuji as of right now there is a maximum of five points that you can get Mm mm-hmm through conversation if you if you do it right you can get five points right if you have a persona with you that makes it where they're gonna give you three right off the bat it increases your bonding rate with your with with that confidant Hmm. so that's why all the ones that i'm working on i always have a persona of that group in there and they will tell you if you ever see the message, like if you were to go talk to Lady On and it says, hey, you want to go hang out with Lady On? Yeah. And you oh, go talk to her I did and see goes, that today. And she goes, hey, do you want to hang out today? And you go, yeah. And uh, Morgana will tell you, hey, because you have this persona and y- your chances will go up. 
and that can also be the be the sway to or or from or against you making that bond happen because if it needs if she needs five points but that conversation is only going to give you three mm-hmm. if you have that persona there that's going to give you enough to get to the five you always want to have a persona of that confidence type with you i did when you talk with when you know you're doing shit with it. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what that pop-up was. I've read that message, but it didn't register that that was because I had it in my party. Because um, I... I learned I learned that the hard way. Well, not the hard way, in a mean way, but a <laughs> hard way. No, it was, uh, there was a... There was a time where I... I don't know if I fell asleep or I died. I think... No, no, I think I died. I think I was somewhere and I died on something. Either a boss fight or maybe it was a... I th- death killed me. That's what it was. That's what it was. So, I had saved to a point. I want to say this was with... I want to say this was the judge. The uh, Not the judge. The politician. Mm-hmm. I was doing something with him. So, just happenstance, I had saved. Day one had saved. Day two, the day went by. Nighttime came around. I talked to him, and it clearly told me that I didn't have enough or that it just said a regular conversation. But I it looked like I wasn't going to bond with him that night. I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway because you're all, you always want to do those. They increase no matter if there's all the the messages that when they when the game tells you you're probably not going to bond with them tonight. All it's meaning is that you're not going to level up with that confidant. Right. But you still need to do this shit because it still adds up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I went and did something with the politician. Uh, it said, no, you're not going to be able to bond. But I went and did shit with him anyway and moved on with life. I did something the next day, something the next day, something the next day. Went to Mementos. I uh, made it three or four floors down. I fell asleep. I woke up. Death had attacked me. <laughs> I was in a fight with fucking death. I'm like, the uh, Reaper. Well, that's not good. Yeah, the Reaper. And I hit him four times and did shit damage. And he said, fuck you, you're dead. And I died. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I've actually kind of have forgotten of the shit that I did the, the next day. But just so happened, just so happened, I was like, let me go to the Velvet Room. I haven't been there in a while. I haven't fucked around in there in a while. Mm-hmm. And I spent probably half an hour just fucking around, just making new personas and leveling shit up and trying different things. I said, all right, I'm now done with the Velvet Room. The next day, rolled that evening rolled around, the politician came back around, said, hey, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is, and he said, hey, you have this persona in. That means your your chances are going to increase. Oh, by the way, you're going to bond with him tonight. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Wait a minute. Because I did this already, and I did not bond with him. And that's, it just, it fucking clicked. Yeah. It, I don't know how it'll help you this late in the game, but dude, that's a fucking, that belong, that right there belongs in when you see these fucking guides and these videos on YouTube of, you know, 10 things I wish I knew, <laughs> you know, early in the game. Yeah. That's something I wish I had known because yeah. that, it, that, of course, it's not going to seem immediate, but over a span of time, it, you, you only, you're only going to have to, you know, fuck with that confidant maybe 12 times as opposed to 30, you know. But yeah, saying all that, now, again, once I 
get to a point where I don't want to mess with the confidant anymore. I just get rid of that persona type and distribute those abilities, either distribute those abilities to whoever I fuse with or get the abilities from somebody else or even just call another persona in that has the abilities. But I, I try my best to free up spaces and I'm still right now. I still have nine spaces always fucking filled up. Because again, I'm doing on my I'm doing so many confidant sh- uh, missions right now, and so many hangout sessions and whatnot, and I don't always know who's available. Yeah, I have ones that I'm working on that I specifically want to get these up to a max rank or even the romance rank, but y- you never fucking know. You may get a fucking text from the the fortune telling chick, and you're like, well, she's only available at night, and usually when I go talk to her she's like yeah not today so I, I guess I better go talk to her I need to make sure I have a persona on hand just in case she has the call you know? yeah you know I'm not actually sure I'm actually loading up now to see what I have I think I have a fairly good spread I mean I'm sitting at nine plus one of the bonus ones yeah so I've got a yeah. pretty good spread I, I think I've only got a couple of duplicates in here so I, I guess that's why I uh, well, the doctor is death, right? Yeah. I, I think I've, I don't have one now with me, but I think I've had one with me for a while that was yeah. death. So that was probably boosting it. So that's why hers seemed to go a lot faster. Uh, yeah. So I, there, go ahead. Th- there's so many things that when I do a new game plus, it's just going to, be a breeze because oh, I'm oh, actually man. looking stuff yeah. up and stuff like the conversations uh, I was looking up something and I found a guide that actually tells you which options in the conversations yes. gives you the most what? Like, like what you can't this is fuck you the Mass Effect <laughs> Mass Effect was supposed to be you just pick I just want to act like my character. And yeah. they're like, no. If you answer a particular way, that also increases your confidant level faster. I'm like, man, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I used it a little bit for the maid chick just because I'm running out of time. But for the others, I'm, you know, avoiding it. So I don't uh, I don't want to do that. Not on this uh, playthrough. When I do New Game Plus, though, I'm going to use it on every conversation. Because I want to get those things over with and done with and actually max them out because I don't I probably literally do not have enough time now to max them out I've got yeah one at max and two at nine actually I guess I should have two at max because I did the romance yeah, yeah I have two at max two at nine and the closest one behind that I have one eight and a couple sevens yeah I've got one at max I've got two to three that are like at nine and I didn't go any further because I don't want to mm-hmm. romance them and I feel the same way I feel the same exact way like I, I haven't I've, I've got this December thing in my head you know I've got this this mental timeline that the middle of December the game's gonna end and I'm like man I, don't, yeah. I just don't know I'm I'm what I know is I, I remember uh Michael Damiani from Easy Allies talking about, man, you're not going to be able to do everything. Stop thinking you are. <laughs> and now the reality of all that's coming into place yeah. because I, I just know that I'm not going to have max rank confidants for all. I'm sure 
if I had if I had guides to do it strictly mm-hmm. by a book, just all the way down the line, I could completely you can do, you can streamline this game. Yeah, I, I know you can. You can find it. You can path this game. I have no doubt. But me just playing it semi naturally without you know semi looking some shit up that I need to or want to look up. I'm I'm running out of time, yeah. and I've at least got I'm at, I at least know that the ones that I that I feel I need or the ones that I do want to max out mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna get those. But I like to have them all because I like I like all of them. All these confidant storylines are interesting. No, well, there's also a trophy for maxing them out, so I'm also gonna do it for that reason. Um, there are also other things that I need to do that I have on, on the back burner that I haven't got back. Man, I. Okay, so the Velvet Room, mm-hmm. the two girls that are there, yes. they are confidants. And yeah. apparently the way that you build them up is to bring them specific mm-hmm. personas. I haven't even done the first one. Well, I know how to do it. I know how I can get it done. I just haven't fucking done it yet because I'm fucking lazy. About it. I didn't even realize that you could talk to them in there. Because the, yeah. the first one, it just gives you, as part of the story, I didn't realize you could you know, back out of the menu and then talk to them at the bars instead of Igor I'm like okay I mean I don't know I don't recognize the persona they want I mean for the second one uh, the first one I think I got naturally it was not hard at all Um, and if you look through maybe you have it in your summons you could buy it and turn it in but the uh, the second one I'm like I have no idea what that is I have no idea what level it is (laughs) <laughs> so I guess I won't worry about it because I haven't up to this point. So eh. uh, another thing that I really want to do this is this is not a pertinent thing for the game at all. It's just something I like to do, just as a nice touch. I'd like to get. I want to say he was the, was it the okay when you first started this game. Mm-hmm. What was that persona that Joker had? Was he a death persona uh, or a mm, devil persona? No. Hold on. Let me. I'll actually. Uh, go back to the. He thing. was, he was something. But I, now that I know way more about about fusing personas and mm-hmm. buying personas and moving, like you now I know how to get abilities on a persona. Right. I want I want to pull him back, and I want to start feeding him the personas that I need. Mm-hmm. Or the this the skills, you know. I want him to be like a one stop shop because all your other characters have their persona and they are locked and they don't move. And I've I haven't seen my first one in a long time. It's full. Full, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. starts with a curse, so, and I went so long trying to get a curse move. Yeah. Turns out it's on it. But have you used yours at all since? the beginning have you ever bought it back no i bought look i bought him back that's something else that's the only thing that i'm slightly unclear about is i bought him back but he was like level four and Mm -hmm. i was level 28 like i don't know though i i feel like the level doesn't really matter i think the level for a persona only matters in in as much as when they're gonna give you the skills they have well and the stats like which stats? The they have their oh, strength, yeah, yeah, magic, yeah, their endurance, agility, yeah. and luck. 
Um, supposedly. So I would have to buy him and then I would have to level him up is the point I'm getting at. Yeah. I'm level 35, 36 now. And that persona was still like a level three or four when I lost him. Mine's level one. God, that's a (laughs) lot of fucking work to build his ass back. But you know what the good thing? It only cost me 1,911 yen to uh, buy him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because see, now, now I also know that, yeah, it would be, again, this is just me being lazy. That's the only reason why I haven't done this yet. But now I know that all I have to do is buy him and either find or buy the fodder I want with the skills that they have and then fuse them to his ass and then give him the abilities that I'll, I just piecemeal the, 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 the skills mm-hmm. and then go find another one and th- and level him up because you can because when you level you level but you but you don't have the chance to give the skills they get the skills automatically but if you fuse after the fact you can pick from selected skills what they can and can't get right now what determines what they are and are not allowed to have after the fusion, that I don't know. I don't know if it's random, if there's some sort of like relationship between the two types of arcanas. I think I it's know. I think it's based on their uh, whatever you call the category, you know, fortune, devil, etc. Um, yeah, it must be there must be some relation to that because And their elemental stats. Uh, I think yeah, that might play yeah. some part in it. So if you have something by, and I don't, it doesn't seem to be a hundred percent that because you can, you know, I had someone that was weak to fire and I put a fire move on them. They could use it. So I don't know. It doesn't seem to have an impact, yeah. but other times it maybe it does, but it may just be based on the category. I have no, I have no shame in admitting a lot of my f- fusion and, the, and, and subsequent skill gathering is fucking guess and check. It's experimental. Let me fuse these two. And the good thing is, is as as far as the menu system goes, you're not committed until you click that fucking button and, and they actually fuse. Yeah. So what I do is just just random examples. I'll pull two personas together and then I will look and see what abilities I can choose from after the fact. Mm-hmm. If they don't have what I'm looking for, I just back out and go try another one. Yeah. Because again, you're not committed until you actually do the act. Yeah. And it highlights them in That's, red what you can do. So Yeah. That that adds a lot to my laziness because again, for me to do what I want to do, it's a lot of work. But mm-hmm. I, I'd like to because I'd like to have I miss seeing him, man. He was cool as shit. And now I'm seeing, you know, the fucking Naga or the fucking new or or whoever's there. Yeah, I just got a Biako. <laughs> I'd have to see the picture. Actually, it's I, I mean if you think I mean it's a mythical god cat thing. Tiger. Mythical tiger. So Um is that is that the one that's that looks like the fucking medical thing? It's got the snake around it and it's holding the shit out. No. I guess. I I mean, it's a big tiger thing. I mean, Bianca was on and uh, it was a big boss in uh, Final Fantasy XI, too. It's it's one of those god things. Oh, I haven't even seen that yet. No. I mean, it's high level. And now I'm seeing other pictures. I'm going to go off that screen. I don't want to see that. (laughs) Don't fucking (sighs) 
So yeah, I think that's uh, whew, God. Ugh. Long time talking about Persona Five. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Love it. I love it. And there's a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was actually happy. I got some in real life feedback from uh, our last episode. Uh, somebody told me it's like you know I that made me go out and buy that game. It's like <laughs> you and Chris's enthusiasm about this game made me go out and buy it. I had nice. no inclination to buy it. And I'm like man, hey, that right there, fuck yeah. I'm glad. That's awesome. And I was like yeah, I, I want to hear more after the fact. I'm glad that we encouraged you to buy it. But I want to know if you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what makes me go. I did a good. You know? <laughs> I, I don't want to encourage you to go buy Mighty Number no. Nine. You go, this fucking shit's garbage. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> all right, all right. So, Persona Five music stop. All right. Do we have? Anything else on the docket before we roll into tonight's topic? No, I don't think there was anything news related. I didn't see anything that popped out. I didn't also. I also the didn't only, look this time. Yeah, the only thing that was really actual, genuinely hot, hot news, hot off the fucking presses, is that I and I saw this through Facebook. Okay, well, I, I didn't. I didn't search for news for this. This is in my news feed. Is that apparently Nintendo finally announced that Super Smash Brothers is coming to the Switch, and it is coming this year. Now, my initial inspection did not show me. Okay, is that a new Switch, ge- a new Smash game, or is that a port of a Smash game? I don't know. I'd like it to be a new game, just so it, we would have a new game. But again, I'm. I'm very surface level when it comes to Smash. Like, I'm nowhere near tourney level or own the game and play, you know, 400 hours. So, but that's that's news. I mean, Smash Brothers is a, you can't you can't look away from Smash Brothers. It's, yeah. it's a big deal on Nintendo's side of the world. Uh, other than that, I'm still just highly anticipating my copy of God of War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the, another, another real... Uh, shallow reason i'm saying that respectfully because if you've understood how i talk about graphic and shit i don't fucking care but a shallow reason now why i can't wait for god of war to get here is because i hope to god that game is 4k because now i have a fucking 4k tv and i have a 4k playstation 4 system so i want to pop this game in and go show me wow me show me Mm -hmm. what the fuck all this hype is about we shall see Oh, boy, Chris, I think it's time to get to tonight's topic. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Tonight, we are showcasing uh, our a brand new segment, a brand new thing we're going to be doing. This is going to be a, not sequential, but it's going to be a reoccurring themed uh, topic for the End of Time podcast as a whole. This is not anything new. Okay, we are not social YouTube engineers and have come up with this awesome thing that's brand new and is supposed to blow your fucking mind. If you know any, if you're into gaming at all, magazines have been doing this long before podcasts did it. But we decided to incorporate our own because we have our own opinions and we'd like to have our take on this thing. So we are announcing tonight the first episode of the End of Time Cast's Game of the Year. We will be starting with the year 1990, and we'll be progressively working up throughout the years, and eventually we will catch up to where we are. Mm-hmm. 
we have no we, we kind of do have a set schedule when we're going to be doing these episodes you kind of draw a pattern over time when we're going to be doing them but uh it's going to be some time before we get to 2018 it, it might be 2024 that it comes <laughs> around but so a, a few things about this um so when Chris and I, or Adam and I, whoever, whenever we have been doing tops in these episodes, lists, what have you, those have pro- pro- predominantly been individualistic. You know, for instance, the last episode, or the, I'm sorry, the episode before last was uh, Chris's five video games that he would pose to new gamers and my five Mm -hmm. we've also done rpgs we've done tops of like top uh uh video games from systems these episodes because they are titled game of the year or uh, end of time cast game of the year this will be chris and i coming together as a collective excuse me and saying what we agree or disagree is a game of the year for him and I both. So, of course, this is usually, this is kind of a panelistic way of doing it. Or the the idea is to have a panel to do this. You really want to have a group of five people or, you know, whatever, a larger group. Because there's more debate, there's more uh, input. But unfortunately, currently, the end of time cast is two people. So two people is what you get. Uh... As I was looking at the year 1990, I can tell you and the audience, this is going to be a very good year to start with mm-hmm. because, number one, I couldn't find... I actually found uh, five. How many did you find? Three. Well, there you go. Small list to start with. Uh, when we start getting toward these later years, especially around the years that Chris and I both have a ton of input and a ton of games this is gonna get hairy this is gonna get really debate heavy because it's gonna be i probably found 15 chris may have found 23 we may settle on a number i think the general idea is 10 you know usually you want to find like a top 10 and then whittle that down to your top five and then whittle that down to three and eventually down to one mm-hmm. So we will see as the years goes on. But this year, I only found five. Chris only found three. Um, we will... The way we're going to do these is very kind of by the hip. I actually have... I had a dry erase board bought just for this exact thing <laughs> for uh, ranking. So I may just do it here with a notebook because I don't feel like getting up right now. But... The way we're going to do it is Chris and I individually are going to pose our uh, submissions to this. We're going to see where, which ones we have the same, which ones are different. We're going to make a list, and then collectively we are going to reorganize the list. We're going to decide what goes above what, what goes below what, one at a time, until we eventually whittle down to a top three and eventually down to a number one. And again, um, these seem, it seems like a lot of rules and a lot of shit I'm throwing at you, the audience, right now. But trust me, this year was fucking easy. When you have five, uh, potentially eight games as the maximum that you're debating, and I can tell you right now, in my opinion, I think this year's number one was kind of fucking easy. Whole <laughs> lot, but I figured you'd say that. Bruh, I mean, come <laughs> on. This, this year was like, wow, really? Again, when we start getting these later years... 
Chris is going to have his folded arms. No, fuck you. This is the number one. And I'm going to be like, man, I respect you, but no, that's the ones you're going to look for. We're going to consider these these early game of the years as like test fodder. Yeah. You're, you're going to hear a lot you. of Michael's favorite line of, okay, but this is why you're wrong. <laughs> I would never do that. You do it all the time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So... I actually have to do a little bit of hardware manipulation on my side. I got to change my fucking headset out real quick. Okay. Um, Chris, I want you to tell me while I'm fucking with my headset. I want you to tell me why you're going to go back through New Game Plus and Persona 5. Bear with me. Okay. So there is so much to do. And I don't want to spoil it because I do know what carries over, at least for the most part, because I read that uh, article I was talking about last week or the week oh, before. That's what spoiled you. Ooh, man. Well, that, that's not related to the spoiler earlier, but I do know what carries over for the most part. And that's kind of driving me to work on certain stuff over other things because, well, I'll do New Game Plus to do these other things because there's so much to do. And I don't know aside from looking up a guide from the start i don't know if it's possible to go through and get like all the trophies on a non-new game plus file so i think being that i you know i hunt achievements and trophies and stuff i get uh, if i can and if the game's not garbage i'll typically try to 100 percent it yeah uh i'm gonna have to do new game plus anyway so I'm giving myself the opportunity to, you know, enjoy it a little bit more, uh, take a little bit of that pressure off and that, you know, feeling like um, I, I still have that pressure of I don't have enough time. But now it's like, yeah, but it's OK, because I'll still be able to do it next time and I'll have this right. guide or whatever I use to help me through it. Right. OK. All right. I think I got my snafu figured up. I got my fucking headsets telling me my battery's low. And then when I check the battery, it says, oh, by the way, you got 50% left. Motherfucker, that's why I got to sleep six hours. Look at that. All right. So here we go. We're going to roll into our first end of time cast game of the year. We'll say deliberations before we get to the actual one. So. Uh, Chris, do me yep. the honors and rattle me off just the titles, mind you, mm-hmm. of your top three that you found. All right. And these are going to be in alphabetical order, just to keep it okay. simple. No bias uh-huh. here. Sure. Final Fantasy 3, Mega Man 3, and Super Mario World. Those were my three picks off the uh, gotcha. release list. All right, now, just so we're clear and the audience is clear, this is actual Final Fantasy 3. This is Japanese Final Fantasy 3. This is not Final Fantasy 6. Correct. Did you know that? Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and you, just so we're clear again, you have played the actual Final Fantasy 3, correct? I believe or I... Or no? I, I started a long time ago. I've played the remake. Okay. The Steam remake. Okay. But this is enough. I mean, you you've got enough of something. This is this is also part of this list, folks. Mm-hmm. We may we may or may not have to have played, or, or the fact that we have played a game does not actually have to take precedence on this. This is the end of time cast coming together. I say together as in me and Chris, and saying, okay, this was the game of the year. 
let's say in some weird other world that whatever year the witcher 3 came out let's say that chris and i didn't have not played the witcher 3 at all not at all but we know the cultural impact the graphical impact the significance that witcher 3 had on the gaming fucking world we could make that argument mm-hmm. don't always have to play it. however it's probably going to be more favored that we have played it because we can have a a more stronger a, a stronger more clear argument i guess yeah say. especially for the older games because you get into those older games and it's like we've never heard of half of them you know right. or i'd say half we haven't heard of maybe 75 percent of them in some cases Precisely. and it's kind of and hard to go off that especially if we've never heard of it it probably wasn't that great mm-hmm and it, it, again, there's 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 two other glaring factors against us. I uh, say us as the end of time cast right now is one, we are two people, and two, we do not have the money or time to play every game known to man. I understand this is probably a better format for bigger podcasts, in you know, and YouTube channels and celebrities, but we just don't have the ability to. So we will do our best. I primarily will try to pick games that I have played because I want to give a, a a first-hand reason why I'm picking it, but that's only me bringing to the table. The end of time cast, hopefully, collectively, our minds together have enough common sense to, to put everything into play. So, Chris's list currently is Final Fantasy III, Mega Man 3, and Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. My five that I picked are Act Razor. Little Nemo, Mega Man 3, Ninja Gaiden 2, and Super Mario World. So, off this list, I'm going to go ahead and take your Mario World off. I'm just making like a list, period. Right. And Mega Man 3. So, so as of right now, before we get into the actual deliberations where we start dividing this shit up, the current list is Act Razor, Little Nemo, Mega Man 3, Ninja Gaiden 2, Super Mario World, and Final Fantasy 3. So, what we're going to do, one at a time, Chris, and I'm just picking it for no no particular order. I'm just going to put Ninja Gaiden 2 on the number, all right? I'm just going to put it on the list as, as the final list. Would you agree, would you, well, let's start from the top. Let's say, pretend that we were in a situation where this is a top 10 list. Actually, since we have one, two, three, four, so we have six. Let's, let's try to whittle this down to a top five. Okay. If this, is a, if this was a future episode, we, would probably, we may have like 12, 14, 27, and we could, we could whittle that down to a top 10. Yeah. Let's whittle this down to a top five. Okay. Of, of Act Razor, Little Nemo, Mega Man 3, Ninja Gaiden 2, Super Mario World, and Final Fantasy 3. Which of those five of six games do you think does not deserve to be on the list? Which one do you think gets cut out? Uh, man. I, I don't know enough about Little Nemo, so that's kind of what I'm edging towards. Yeah, I never played it. I don't know, other than what you were talking about when we talked about games that were released that year. I know nothing about it. Yeah. I have played it. Uh, I believe that... I, I don't know if I've actually played that one on my own or if it was one that I played because Jughead had it and I played with him. But 
I've played it. I've never beat it, even because the last time I played this game, uh, even and I'm talking about emulate. I haven't even played the emulated version of this game in fucking mm-hmm. years. I was a kid. We're talking seven, eight, nine years old, and this game gets hard probably after the third level for a kid. Uh, I'm leaning toward cutting Little Nemo off because I'm putting it up against Act Razor and Mega Man three and Ninja Gaiden two. Uh, and I mean, there's no contest for the other ones for me. Um, it would have to be between Act Razor and Mega, and I'm sorry, Act Razor and Little Little Nemo. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that Ninja Gaiden 2 trumps, uh, I'll tell you what, do you feel that Ninja Gaiden 2 is better than Little Nemo? Yes. I just, I agree. I just looked at a little, uh, gameplay video, just like 30 seconds. Uh-huh. I'd say yes, based on what I've seen. Yeah, I'd agree. What I like about Little Nemo, the reason why I even put Little Nemo on the list is because I like the ability as the abilities that the game gives you and, and, and lets you try out, like the different costumes and different... You Basically, you eat different candies and you transform into different types of animals. You turn into a frog that lets you swim, I think, lets you jump really high. I think you turn into a bee that lets you fly around and get to higher locations. Like, I like that. I like any game that lets you transform and gives you different abilities. Uh, but the level variety, the enemy variety, the style, the music, uh, everything. Uh, I feel like Ninja Gaiden 2 irks that game out. It's two different game styles, I'll give you that. Yeah. There's definitely side scrolling, but there's more. I feel like Little Nemo was more adventuring. You could actually go around the map. You had to go yeah. find like a key and then go find a door to unlock. Ninja Gaiden is pretty much go left, go to left, go left to right, go right to left, and face challenges coming at you. Pick up different. Little Nemo had different costumes for different animals. Ninja Gaiden 2 had different abilities from picking up. Uh, weapons uh graphics i mean they're both on a nintendo but i feel like i feel like ninja gaiden 2 had a little bit more artistic style to it if that makes sense like i like i like the charm that little nemo brought to the table i like that disney-esque you know fantasy world uh maybe even uh alice in wonderland type look to it but ninja gaiden was more of that mix of industrial ninja shit going on mm-hmm. so they both they brought they both brought good things to the table as far as graphics goes but i feel like ninja gaiden 2 just did what it did better it brought its style better music oh man they're both they both have memorable tunes but i think ninja gaiden 2 stuck sticks in my head more the further i progress through the game uh yeah, yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with letting Little Nemo fall off that list. Okay, so we'll I'm gonna go ahead and take Little Nemo and wave goodbye. So now we are down to Act Razor, Mega Man Three, Ninja Gaiden Two, Super Mario World, and Final Fantasy Three. So we congratulations, Chris. If this was another episode of the future, <laughs> we just we just shaved off like 45 minutes of the episode. Yeah. So now we're down to the top five. So I'm going to start, I'm just going to put 
Final Fantasy three on here. Just gonna right. put it on here somewhere on this list. This would be the equivalent of me drawing it on the board. All right, Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that goes above or below Final Fantasy three? Uh, and why? Th- see, this is tough. Um, because Final Fantasy, until we get to you know the modern era of Final Fantasies. Uh-huh. They, in my opinion, should probably almost always be near the top for the year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, arguably up until 13, maybe even. Uh, maybe skipping 10, depending on how you feel about 10. Uh, there's, I mean, it's a, the franchise, is, it's Final Fantasy. I mean, the... It's so storied. It has such a history. They did so many things right in the franchise that I feel hard-pressed to not include it. And I find it very interesting that you didn't include it in your list. Uh, I'm kind of curious of why you didn't include it. Well, to, to be quite honest, it's mainly because I haven't played it. Okay. And I realized I did not set that as a rule. Mm-hmm. This is not this is behind the curtains for the guys and gals, but I didn't set that as a rule, and it's not a rule I expect you to stick by because again, I just made the argument that you could still put a game up there because it's the fucking bomb of the year, uh, and I and I get that. I totally get that. I have never. I have Final Fantasy three. I have not played it yet, and I I don't know. I mean you. Chris, you probably got people out there to think Final Fantasy V is the greatest Final Fantasy since sliced bread. But I'm going to come along and go, no, my friend, there are some that are better. Yeah. Uh, you may find you may find that niche uh, girl that says, no, Final Fantasy II, that's where it was. Everything after two just went down the hill. And I'm going <laughs> to go, no, I'm sorry. There's ones that are better. But here's why you're so, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> e- even if... Even if I know the pedigree that Final Fantasy has, even if I am a flag bearer of Square Soft, I I can't put Final Fantasy above something that I have played and know about. Okay. I, I have a very surface level knowledge of Final Fantasy three until I finally boot that game up and play it. And sure, I you know what? This is what the well actually is for, bruh. If I play this game seven months from now and I go, holy shit, that beats out whatever we're about to pick, then I'll, you know, maybe I'll I'll change my mind. But this is a collective between you and I together. And if it, my my case for it not being on there is just the fact that I haven't played it. Okay. Yeah, and I, to be honest. I don't have a ranking coming into this. I don't have them ranked. I don't know yeah, if you did do that. I. Neither okay. do I. No, no, no. Um, I just I, I went down the list and said, I want that game. I want that game. And then from those, I said, yeah, that don't really belong. That don't really belong. And I just picked like an arbitrary amount and said, all right, fuck it. These are a good group of games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, it just so happened that this year when I found uh, uh, one of these, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's the fucking, come on. Okay. I, I like but, how you're hey. talking about it. Like, nobody knows which one you're going to be rooting for. <laughs> like, oh, this big secret. Man, I, I wonder which of these games uh, Michael is a huge fan of. You don't know yet. I mean, you uh, don't know. Might yeah. blow your mind what I pick. Maybe. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I... 
each of the three games I picked are from, I mean, major franchises, games with storied histories, uh, all well received uh, uh-huh. in general. Um, I actually looked at you know the articles to see what their uh, ratings were, and I think the worst one of them is actually Final Fantasy three. Yeah, but I don't know if that's just because there's an RPG or what. But like Super Mario World has essentially like a ninety five percent or ninety five out of a hundred score or nine out of ten, whatever you want to rate it. I'm and, sure that shit does. Yeah, and Mega Man three. Same thing, nine to nine point five out of ten, typically. Of course it does. And then, but Final Fantasy three is only like eight out of ten, which isn't a bad game by any means. It's still an eight out of ten from multiple sources. It's just something about that it lacked for you know these reviewers or the general public or whatever. I like I said, I think Final Fantasy three ranked lower or was rated lower. Only because of it being an RPG. Yeah. Mega Man and Super Mario World, you can pick up and just play anytime, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mega Man 3 being the harder of the two, obviously. Uh, so All all you have to worry about right now yeah. is do you, which of these two are better? Mario World or Final Fantasy 3? Which one goes above the other? Trust me, the rest will fall into place as the further we go up the mm-hmm. list. God, man. Um, I like the struggle. I like to hear you sweat over there. See, I. So here's the thing. Are we being. Are, are we still being objective on this or are we being subjective as well? Mostly How? sub. Mostly a, a subjective because. Okay. Man, a lot, I see a lot of these <laughs> lists, and I can't. A lot of them go with popular vote, and I can't go along with everything. I want us to give our opinions and agree on those opinions, and come to a decisive list between you and me. I don't give a fuck what everybody around us thinks. I mean, I do. Please send us emails about what you think, <laughs> but the world may think that Mass Effect Two beats out Mass Effect One. In my mind, it does not. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. So and if, and if you and I come to an agreement on that, and the world goes against our view, well, it's a tough titty. This is our list. Yeah. Well, so here's my thing. I think overall, personally, I would put Final Fantasy three over Super Mario World. Personally. All right. I personally would not. Yeah. I personally would not because. I, f- I feel like an RPG already is a niche genre, which mm-hmm. that's not that's not the argument that we're making here. Right. But the ease of access for Mario World is an argument that I put over Final Fantasy. You can pick up a Super Nintendo controller and pick up Final Fantasy, and it you could probably get it. But there's a there's a there's stuff underneath that you probably would want to know about or understand and have a mm-hmm. grasp of to 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 rock it with that game. You want to rock it with Mario, motherfucker? Do you know how to run? Do you know how to jump? <laughs> do you know how to hold button to run faster? Here's items. Do you not know what the items do? Here's the descriptions to tell you what the items do. Here's examples. Here's in-game reasons to show you what to do. Uh, 
the phenomenon that Mario just kept growing and kept growing. I mean, Final Fantasy is big, yes, but Mario is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Mario is titanic. Uh, the the for, for the people that were coming brand new onto the system, having this game already packed in and having this be the first experience for you as a Super Nintendo game, awesome. For the people that come from Mario, Mario Two, Mario Three, oh, and then now this, holy shit! What a what a treat you got. The you know, music, the graphics, everything. I mean, this is a Super Mario World is a defining, like monster mason block compared to the well shaped, uh, beautific, uh, brick that is Final Fantasy Three. That you know, you have a point there because. When we're talking about Final Fantasy III in this case, this is the Japanese release. This isn't a worldwide release. Uh, So there was a smaller audience. And if I, you know, go back in time and think about it from a, you know, 1990 perspective when I was three years old, um, Mm -hmm. I probably would agree Super Mario World in that year as a outside Japan person. I would have to put Mario World over it there, in that case. There's also there's also longevity in my in my eyesight as well. Uh, if I play Super Mario World today, I'm mm. gonna have a frolicking good time. If I play Final Fantasy three, I, I mean I may have a good time, but I've already been through the story. I know where the story's gonna go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know where the I know where the levels are gonna go in Mario as well. But mm-hmm. Mar- Mario, Super Mario World just exudes fun. Final Fantasy 3, and I'm just saying this out of my ass because I haven't played it, but Final Fantasy exudes good story. There's good battle mechanics, I'll give you that, but Mm -hmm. you're there, you're generally there in Final Fantasy for the story and the battle tactics. Super Mario World, you're there to have fun, period. I feel it's, when you're saying does Final Fantasy 3 hold up to this day, I think it's a different, different type of does it hold up. Right. You know, because... Mario Super Mario World has not aged. Mm-hmm. That game is not. I mean, yeah, it's a fucking 1990 video game, but playing it in 2018, it has not aged. It still controls well. It still feels fun. It right. may not feel fresh in compared to say, uh, Mario's uh for the Switch, mm-hmm. but you can pick it up and feel cozy and at home. Final Fantasy three, man, RPGs have aged. They they have well. Let me put it. Well, RPGs that, that have mature. RPGs have matured. We'll say we'll put it that way. Well, you say that, but I say well, look at Persona. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had the I have had the luxury recently. This is very subjective. I mean, very obje- yeah, very subjective. I know, I understand that, but follow me. And all. I had the the luxury of playing Persona Five and taking a small hour break from Persona Five and going back and playing Persona uh, Final Fantasy Four, and went, oh man, <laughs> this used to be the fucking pinnacle for me back in the day. I bought the fucking soundtrack to Final Fantasy Four back in the day. This game was so good, but the speed of the battle. Just when you play an RPG like Persona 5 that just has style written in cursive in the most beautiful fluid ink with the best looking stars around it, and then you play an older RPG, man, you get the volume turned way down. 
Persona 5 went out of goes out of its way from the music to the character designs to the battles to the the battles music to the to the menu systems to the way menus transition to the way characters have personality to their personality to their story uh, everything about Persona 5 says we have our own unique style of doing this and it's not right. in a fuck in just a flip you off hipster way it's a we want this to feel unique and I feel the uniqueness. I feel the effort that Persona 5 put into it because I go back and play an old, old, old school game and go, man, woo. Well, we're, we're also, I mean, and when you played 4, did you play the, you're playing the remake, right? Yeah. The, with the updated graphics? Yeah. Yeah. See, I actually prefer the older graphics. I, um, I do too. Because, I do too. and I think those do age very well. I don't think that they have visually the problem uh you're describing i i do get that you know we're kind of in this new uh especially like persona 5 this it's a new style but that doesn't necessarily mean that the others haven't aged well or don't still look good uh yeah it's not like it's not like going back and playing golden eye or something uh yeah like that that's that is terrible that doesn't age at all age well at all um, yeah, but the eight bit, sixteen bit, thirty two bit, you know, little sprites. There's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, even now. Let me let me definitely clarify that before I before I have snipers sent to my house. I I also prefer the old school. Folks, sixteen bit is my favorite. The Super Nintendo is my favorite console, and that's the graphics as well. And I prefer Final Fantasy four on the Super Nintendo as opposed to this one now. What I've noticed is most is most 3D remakes they've been kind of eh, they've been mm-hmm. kind of eh. But and Final Fantasy four, I'm they it's a solid fucking effort. The the music remixes are not crazy off the wall music remixes. They are they follow along. They sound like genuine heartfelt remixes of all the songs that I know from Final Fantasy four. The uh the 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 enemies the enemy designs in that they're just 3d remakes of the sprite versions and i like right. that they do very well the the uh they keep most of the script pretty much intact and what they do change they've changed it to make it flow i like all that so as far as a 3d remake of those two games i feel that final fantasy 4 does a very good job i'm enjoying it but if i had my pick just because it holds that warm coal in my heart i would stick with the super nintendo version chris i've got another fucking hardware problem with my headsets i literally (laughs) can't hear you right now so i am sorry i'm gonna keep i'm gonna try to fix this issue on my end just keep keep talking about final fantasy 3 and super mario world and post your arguments as best you can while I try to fix my cell phone right. my end. I I do get that from a casual perspective, uh, Super Mario World may appeal more uh, to the masses, but personally, I that doesn't matter as much to me. I am to the core an RPG fan. That is my main genre I play. Uh primarily though you know these days we get a lot more action adventure than we do real rpgs but still that's you know what i go for i like the story and whatnot and i i don't know 
yes, Super Mario World is a very easy game to pick up, but there's not all that much depth to it. Um, and it could be argued, you know, at that point, Final Fantasy three, aside from, and I'm, I'd have to go back and remember what job systems and stuff it uses. Uh, but overall, I mean, it, it's got more depth. It's got more story to it. There's, uh, there's just, I don't know. It feels as a whole, like you're getting more out of it. Check, check. You can you hear me? Yep. Whoo! Thank God. All right. So luckily, all <laughs> I had to do was just swap my headsets over. Good deal. Good deal. Um. All right. Well, I tell you what. This seems like an impasse right now. Okay. And that's fine because that's the whole point of this show is to debate. Uh, I'm just going to put Final Fantasy, I'm going to put Super Mario World above it, and we're going to move on with life. Uh, it's not going to be the finality, but let's go to the next game. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that game goes above or below Final Fantasy 3? Man, with all the arguments you uh, made, I figured that would have been kind of easy. <laughs> I, I would I would probably put it below. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Uh I feel like I feel like the 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 level of 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 world building that goes into Final Fantasy 3, which is kind of unfair for Ninja Gaiden 2 because Ninja Gaiden 2 is not an RPG. Um man, I there there's more meat of a game to Final Fantasy 3 as opposed to Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden 2. Yeah. And and there is a lot to Ninja Gaiden 2. Do not mistake that. That game has that game goes from level to level and the levels change, the environments change, uh the 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 weapon the the special item variety, the enemy variety, the the music, the dynamic changing of the music between levels, the 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 mids come on, the cut scenes between the levels. There is meat to Ninja Gaiden 2. It's the reason why I even picked it to be in this debate to begin with. But I feel like I mean Final Fantasy would we would have to have all that and more. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, because there's stats involved in your character. You have characters, not just one character that you're yeah. messing with. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 may have 50 enemies, but there's probably 280 in Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> all with different graphics. All with different uh, difficulty settings and, and uh, magic and item uh, or magic and ability settings and different quantities of those enemies. Uh Yeah. It's and definitely not saying that Ninja Gaiden, anytime that we're pushing something up or down the list, up is usually because of reason, but down is not because it's a shit game. It's one of the games that I picked to be on here. So, Yeah. And is this, is, and I know the series as a whole is known for its difficulty, but wasn't this one really one of the first ones that was touted as being very difficult? Nope. That'd be no. Ninja Gaiden 1. Okay, so then from Ninja the start, Gaiden, yeah, Ninja Gaiden one and kick the fucking door open with uh, okay, yeah, just go, just go watch videos about uh, nighttime changing and bats. That'll, that'll tell you what you need to know. Okay, I think so, that is a negative on it as well. The overall difficulty for you know people wanting to get into it and stuff. See, and that's so crazy that we're even saying that because Chris Dark Souls. 
<laughs> Isn't it crazy how today in this age that that, well, it's too hard doesn't mean the same like it used to. Or maybe it does, Chris, and maybe Dark Souls just has us fucking brainwashed. Maybe I mean, we you only, maybe. <laughs> or, yeah, or maybe, maybe we only give Dark Souls, maybe we only give these Souls game games uh, a pass. And I'd love for us to analyze why we do. Because Nintendo had hundreds of games that were utterly fucking difficult. And that difficulty came from a, a, a wide variety of reasons. It could be the game was engineered to be difficult. It mm-hmm. could be because they play tested it, and apparently this difficulty was good. But for a seven-year-old kid, they're like, there's no fucking way I can play this. <laughs> there could have been artificial difficulty, as in the only way you could progress through the game is if you had a fucking subscription to Nintendo Power magazine. Mm-hmm. When we used to say back in the day, this game is too hard to beat, it meant something. Now we got Dark Souls, which was way too fucking hard. But boy, you fucking mm, it's well, good when you did. Here, here's another big factor on difficulty discussion: is we have a lot more saving. Yeah. Back then, and you often didn't have a single save. You start at the beginning. You died. You start at the beginning. Yep. You know, you had a set number of lives, maybe some continues, and then you were done. That, I think, is probably one of the single biggest factors in why some more why more difficulty is oh is easier to deal with now. It's more accepted now, is the better way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Uh, sure, Dark Souls, yeah, I'm going to get my butt stomped in on this boss 30 times, but I'm saving right before it. I don't have to play yeah. the entire game just to get stomped again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think as far as all this concern is concerned with Ninja Gaiden 2, I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with it being below Final Fantasy 3 and Super Mario World. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Next game on this list is going to be Mega Man 3. So <laughs> we'll start at the bottom. Do you think it goes above or below Ninja Gaiden 2? Above. Above? I would agree. For, Imagine that. For many reasons. <laughs> for many reasons. Uh, this is definitely going to be a biased perspective as far mm-hmm. as Mega Man goes. But I love Mega Man. I love Mega Man games. I love the way they're designed. I love everything about them. They are, they are unfairly as far as this list is going to go. And any other list that has my picks in them. I mean, they're just. I love the design. Mm-hmm. The negative that a lot of people are going to have about Mega Man, I understand. It's more the same. Uh, there's a, there's a repetition. There's a fucking symphony through more through Mega Man, and it's always the same. There's X bosses. The bosses have the difficulty. You got to go from boss to boss. You beat the bosses. You go through the end of the stages. You got to fight the boss again. You beat the boss. Yeah, you win. I get it. I get it that it's not exactly the most in well as far as the earlier series go because they did mm-hmm. branch out. Yeah. There's a fucking soccer game. There's an RPG <laughs> game. There's a there was a, a first person shooter stylish. The, I mean, come on. The, 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 anyway, as yeah. far as Mega Man three compared to Ninja Gaiden two, uh, more the introduction of new things I liked. Uh, the, the you got more variety for music, which you got variety in Ninja Gaiden as well. The really tight controls in Mega Man, there was tight controls in Ninja Gaiden 2. These two actually kind of run side by side. I, I, man, the, the themes for both of them worked really well. 
I'm sorry, folks. I just like Mega Man more than I do Ninja <laughs> Gaiden, so that goes more than most things. <laughs> All right, now, Chris. Yeah. Mega Man Three above or below Final Fantasy Three? Below. <sighs> I know. Mm. I know. I I don't know only because again my hope my stop on this is only because I haven't played this I can mm-hmm. make the argument for Final Fantasy being a good series etc etc but mm-hmm. I haven't played it but I have enough common sense in me to know that there is way 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 more meat in a Final Fantasy game than there is in Mega Man mm-hmm. I mean you got eight bosses I think in three you have a total of five. Uh, levels after you beat the eight bosses and then a regurgitation of the eight bosses and then Wily. That's really it. Final right. Fantasy 3, you have everything from the start of that adventure till you fucking get the credits. Yeah. So, as a platter of games, the the plate's going to be bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 3 was also, it was, it was on a higher console, had updated graphics, better graphics, but I like I like Mega Man graphics yeah. too, so yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> so here here's my non biased perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so Mega Man three, I've never beat. I've never beat Final Fantasy three either. To be fair, but that's more of a time thing than yeah. a Mega Man three. I pick it up, and even now with a remake where I have save states, the difficulty is just I think too much. Yeah, for a general consumer. Yeah. I can uh, agree. And that alone is just about enough to push it down. And then you have the other reasons like you've already named. It's not that much new. Um, sure, the, I believe, is that the one where they introduced Rush? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you do have some new things as far as the series is concerned. And sure, it is more of the same, but it's overall, you know, if you're not stuck dying over and over like I am, it's fun. I mean, I like watching it more than playing it. Um, but this is about playing it. Yeah. I just, I I can't throw it up there any higher because of the difficulty and, again, the more of the same type stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I agree, man. I, I <laughs> as much as you think Mega Man is gonna roll my ideas, this is not <laughs> mine. This is our collective idea. But there, I'd have to look at the years to figure it out. But Mega Man is not always gonna win out. Mega Man has its in comparison to other games. Yeah, uh, it's gonna win out. My my personal life fight was making my top fifteen of all time. <laughs> that I've I've. I've personally already have my time in the sun where Mega Man has one out, but mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be that. So uh, I agree with you. And as far as our list stands right now, at the from the bottom up, we got Ninja Gaiden two, Mega Man three, and fighting for the position is Final Fantasy three and Super Mario World. Whatever yeah. position that's going to be, because the list isn't over yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Act Razor. For the Super Nintendo, same thing, man. We'll start at the bottom. Does it go above or below Ninja Gaiden 2? Uh, actually, before we even get there, have you played... I forget this from our episode, but have you played Razor? No, but I did okay. just briefly watch a few snippets from a video just to get a general idea of the gameplay. 
Uh-huh. Um, and based on what you discussed before, because that's when we we just a few episodes talked about the games released that year. I'm gonna probably go with Act Razor being above. Yeah, me too. Ninja Gaiden. Me too. Uh, th- I think there's just so much more to it. Uh, it's. Uh, and I'm on a different video now, but it's it's got the same side scrolling to it in parts, yeah. but there's so much yeah. more to it other than that. Precisely, and that, that that's that's the argument I was going to make too. Is that this uh, this is kind of an unfair fight for Ninja Gaiden Two because it has a strong side scrolling aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has a very strong side scrolling action aspect. Ninja uh, Act Racer has a mediocre, slightly bland side scrolling aspect, but it also has the god uh, simulation aspect to it. Right. And that part's very fun. Is it as good as it is today with today's godlike games? No, but for what it was back in the day, you got a side scrolling action game and you've got this part. And c- combined with the, you know, it's just good. It's good. And I would say it, it definitely edges out Ninja Gaiden 2. Yeah. Act Razor, above or below Mega Man 3? Mainly because I haven't played and gotten hands-on, I'll say below Mega Man 3. I'll say as well, because Mega Man 3. So, now... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. This is our list so far. At number five, we've got Ninja Gaiden 2. Number four, mm-hmm. Act Razor. Number three, Mega Man 3. We got to figure out this number two and number one because the episode isn't called Top Five. It's called the End of Time Cast Game of the Year. Yeah. I'm going to say, and I'm sticking to my guns, man. Super Mario World is just. That's a launching of a new mm-hmm. graphics system into the world. That's a launching of a new console in the world. That's a carried over heritage of Mario as a whole. I the replay value, I don't that I guess that's debatable. That's very subjective because mm-hmm. maybe there is somebody that likes to play Final Fantasy 3 400 times. But I know there are a fuck ton of people that love to play Super Mario World and all the subsequent ROM hacks and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I I can agree with that. I do think that you know Final Fantasy three, while a great RPG, as you said, it's also a smaller audience, and yeah. it, it is harder to get into. Um, and I mean, looking at it from a global perspective, Super Mario World had a bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah. And specifically, it definitely had a bigger impact on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, it had a bigger impact on you because you as well haven't played it as... I was chomping at the bit to play this, to play Mario World when I heard about it. Final Fantasy III, when I heard about it, it wasn't even released over here yet. I just knew about it. I said, yeah, yeah it was, there was some Japanese RPG that I'd love to get to. And this might have even been around the time when I played Final Fantasy VI. And was fiending for anything and everything Final Fantasy more. Even up to that point, I already had been. But I, I just don't know, man. There's there's just something about fucking Mario games that 
they they're they're bombs when they drop and i don't mean they bomb i mean they are fucking dynamite cases yeah that explode with awesomeness and i just think of those two comparison in the year mm-hmm. and maybe even after the fact i mean final fantasy 3 is probably a good rpg is probably it's it it brought enough attention final fantasy as a whole gave their series enough attention to make them bring all of their games over here as much as humanly possible and final fantasy 3 was one of them so there's an audience for it but there that's like there's a six flags audience fucking mario <laughs> is the disney audience mario is everybody and yeah. i think i feel like that was just if i had played final fantasy 3 perhaps i would have had a better a better response to this but unfortunately i haven't I played Mario World, and I just I feel that Mario World is probably the game of the year for 1990. Yeah, I can agree with that. Well, all right, that was uh, <laughs> woo! Congratulations, man! That we we made it. We made it through one fucking episode of a game of the year debate. It wasn't even really <laughs> that bad. It wasn't that bad for a few reasons. One, we didn't have fucking 29 games to sift through. Yeah. Um. We generally agreed about opinions. I just I know there are going to be times coming where we're not going to see eye to eye. There's going to be times where there's a game that I want. Look, man, Mega Man X is that game of the year. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking sorry you liked uh, Bubsy's Claws Encounters of the Third Kind, Chris. But Mega Man X. Yeah, and I oh, think man. I think that's going to be one of the issues with there only being two of us. We have no tiebreaker. Right. And we just we're just gonna have to we're, you know what we're just gonna have to be fucking adults about it, Chris. We're just gonna have to come to an agreement somehow. Yeah, somehow. stop telling me I'm wrong. What we? <laughs> 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 All right, guys and gals. So this has been our first of our first episode of the End of Time Cast Game of the Year. This year was 1990, and the list for us goes starting at number five. We have Ninja Gaiden two. Number four, we have Act Razor. Three, Mega Man 3. Two is Final Fantasy 3. And number one, our game of the year was Super Mario World for 1990. So that's it for this episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Definitely a shorter one, I know. But man, I'm telling <laughs> you, this is what I've been telling y'all about the upcoming uh, year reviews. This shit's coming. I'm telling you, mark my words, around the 94, 95, 96 year, oh my god, this, it's, oh, it's too much shit. But I, I've been very excited to get to this episode, I've been very excited to, to uh, showcase this to all of you uh, guys and girls, this is very, I, I love the idea of Game of the Year. You, you know what else this marks? What's that? The podcast is now a year old. Oh yeah, we are officially a year old. Well, I guess it's time for us to start talking about if we're doing this shit some more or we're going to cut it off. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. But yeah, I, I love this idea and I love it. I know, I understand that there are game of the year lists out there for so much shit. I understand that. This is something that's probably been done to death and you may be of the audience mindset of, oh God, another game of the year. But... I like this. This is this is something that me and Chris get to do together, and we can debate and come up with our own decision. And I'm telling y'all, if if the episode that me and Adam did is any evidence to you guys, there was 
one that picked, I think, was The Witcher 3 for top for best RPG of all time. And one picked, uh, was it Mass Effect something? No, it picked Skyrim. Is the, I mean, it, the lists are not always going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And opinions are not always going to be the same. And this is definitely this this is something that me and Chris are going to get to do, and it's very opinion based. And we get to collectively come to our agreed opinion. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you look forward to the up for uh, other episodes coming down the road with Game of the Year. We're going to be doing 91, 92 all the way down the line, folks. Got a lot of content coming your way. What do you think about this episode? But specifically, what do you think about this list? Do you agree with this list? Do you agree with anything we've said about these games? Do you feel like you have a better argument for or against these games? What games would you pick in your top five and download and, and your top one? You know, let us know what you think. How does the year 1990 rank up for you in the gaming scope? We'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear anything you want to talk about P5. Man, trust me, we'd probably talk your ear off about Persona 5. <laughs> we may Skype you in for a fucking one-on-one call for P5 at this point. But in any, in, in any aspect, we'd like to hear feedback from you. You can send us a message on Facebook or post on the End of Time Cast uh, uh, Facebook page. It's probably where you found us today. Just search End of Time Cast on Facebook. Shabam, you get to us. We have an email, endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there, just as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. Just search for End of Time Cast. You can tweet at us, whatever the fuck you want to do. Send us feedback. I'm guaranteeing you're going to hear from us in some way, shape, or form at this early stage of the podcast life. But that's going to do it for this episode tonight. Our very first uh, end of time cast game of the year for 1990. Congratulations, Super Mario World. And until the next time, the next episode, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs>